Thank you for tuning in to One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon, movies, and beer. But please take note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. Yes, for sure. Not even close to experts. But we do love all three of these, and we really love drinking beer and bourbon. (laughs) A lot. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. That's pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to get updates on new episodes when they come out. And please leave us a five-star review because you just love us so stinking much. <laughs> so so stinking much. You can also check out our website, one bourbon, one movie, one beer.com. That's using the number one instead of the word one. You can also follow links on that website to our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter page. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode six yep. of season one. I'm Wit. I am Paul. And I am Ryan. Law-abiding citizen. Yes. Not a fun movie. With Jerry. I mean, I try to find fun. And I'm the fun guy, but I was like, I can find it. And no. This yeah. Is, it's dark as shit all the way through. You're like, I mean, that yeah. guy's head was on the table and the body was on another table. That was kind of fun. <laughs> it was fun that he figured out how many cut him in different parts. It was like 23 different parts. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't even me. know if I can classify that as fun. Yeah, there's no fun. <laughs> Gerard Butler was having a lot I guess of the fun. only fun I think I found was trying to figure out the plot twist before. Yeah. Like going back to in your mind to the first time you had seen it. Like, uh, yeah. when did I've you seen it a few, but it had been a done? while since I've seen it last. So it's like trying to, oh, when, when does it happen? Whatever. How does he get. Like pull this one off, or yeah, mm-hmm. who? How does this next person die? Because he does use a lot, a variety of techniques. <laughs> like yeah, like well, he's, he's a genius at killing people, right? Without having to be present, and then that's like he goes crazy because his family gets killed. Yeah, yeah, but he's very present for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's extremely oh. present for, and that's one. the most brutal of all of them. And I'm just oh. like, but <laughs> so. Let's get into first impressions. I think you guys have both gone first in the last couple episodes. So you want me to go first? Sounds like you want to go first. Or should we still go by age? I think it sounds like you want to go first. Yeah, I want to go first. You're tired of being in the middle. I'm tired of being the middle kid of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And life. (laughs) Just always the middle kid. So first impressions for me. First time I ever saw this movie. (laughs) My brother did not turn me on to it, if I remember correctly. Normally he does. It's like, oh, yeah, watch this movie. But I think that we both had uh, heard about it around the same time. It Mm -hmm. came out around 2009, and I was in college. So I did not see it in the theater, though. So I remember seeing it on DVD. I believe it was at, like, one of my friend's dorms dorm rooms. We had, like, a movie night. And he was just like, do you want to see, like, this movie that's just insane it's i was like it's, it's a movie yeah sure let's do it. who's in it it's like yeah, gerard butler i was like yeah i love gerard butler from 300 and it's like yeah i was like this is not gerard butler from 300 but it's but it's present day is he kicking anybody off buildings was, did he kick anybody into a well like, did he say this is new york <laughs> this, this, like, is this is philadelphia and then he's gonna be in like the it's unbreakable really. the unbreakable franchise at yeah. some point mm-hmm <laughs> But no, I mean, it was it was a movie that I saw with some of my friends that we had started to hang out a lot, and they knew that I liked plot twists in movies. They also knew that I just liked 
action movies or semi-gory movies because this is right in the peak of like Saw. I think this is like around the same time that like Saw 4 was Saw, coming out or Saw uh, 3. I wouldn't say peak of Saw. <laughs> well, Saw peaked at, at like one. 2. <laughs> no. Number 2 had one of the best plot yeah, twists I mean, number I've two ever good, seen. But. I would say it peaked at 2 because <laughs> 1 had a really good like, oh my god, what this movie was like a new thing. Yeah. And then two was like great, but it's like the same damn movie. Yeah, <laughs> two was that thing getting escalated into like a whole building or house that these people were stuck in. Right, and then the plot twist at the end where you find out that like everything is happening days apart, mm-hmm. and even the even the people that are trying to arrest him don't yeah. know that. Oh, I remember that. I tell people every time that they talk about like a good plot twist, I was like. Saw two towards the end where the guy's like, "If you just finish this conversation with me, your son, you'll get your son back." Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's like, "Don't fuck with me, don't do it. I'm gonna, I gotta go get him." And like right after he finally gets to the crime scene, it, it twists on him, and then his son was in that room the whole time. I was exactly, like, the whole time. <laughs> I was like, the whole time. Jesus, <laughs> like I can't, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, solid. And then around this time, I think is when three or four was coming out, and three came out right before this. Yeah, it sounds right. I think it was like in between three and four that Law Abiding Citizen came yeah. out, and literally the first murder. Well, not first murder. There's like two murders. So third murder in this movie because <laughs> it's the wife and the daughter, and then he murdered fourth. Fourth. Murder. More. Um, I can't say murder. I'm saying Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> we were talking about Lord of the Rings too much before we recorded. Um, actually, but, guys, I don't want to go uh, IMDb nerd on you, but all like the first four came out before this. This movie came out. Law Body came out in 2009. And Saw, Saw one was in 2008. Four, five, 2006, and 2007. So one, two, three, four in those years. Huh. So four was out. Four was already out. So I, I do remember seeing Saw 4 in the theater for some reason, and I was like, yeah, why not? So back, back to our earlier statement, this was way after the peak of Saw. Yeah, this was. <laughs> after the downward spiral after. of the Saw. Yeah, yeah the I mean, f- after four movies, this is the Batman and Robin of the Saw universe. Yeah, this is kind of the Robin. <laughs> but yeah, so like the fourth murder of this movie was very gruesome and Saw-esque. You know, the body was in parts, and then yeah. it was also like, uh, the show Dexter, but without the like anal cleaning and the plastic being everywhere, so you can get away with the murder without anybody knowing it was him. Yeah, I'm not gonna point out you just said anal cleaning, just so you know. You know what? <laughs> anal attention to detail yes, of the anal room. Attentive. <laughs> anal attentive. Very important. Took that right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We can't all be perfect, wordsmiths. <laughs> While we talk, I can't even say murder right now. It's like murder, murder. You know what? Pre-killing. I'm gonna go with killing for the rest of the episode. It's like fourth killing. Have you ever seen Hot Shots? Like the spoof of like talk. Yeah, no, the first one is Hot Shots, and they're like trying to. They're like typing on the screen, like like, and it's like these villains are going to attempt to assess assess it. Deletes it all and goes, kill a guy. <laughs> That's literally what just happened to me, but with regular words. It wasn't me typing it out. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, it, it was really gruesome. And then this reverse of Dexter, where he's literally okay with getting caught because he wants, the point. he wants to be in that system. He's mm-hmm. had the 10 years 
to devise this perfect plan to get back at all these people. And it really didn't unravel in his mind, if you think about it, until uh, Gerard Butler was watching Jamie Foxx like, shake hands with the guy that just like did the deal. Yeah. And you can just see in his face like something click. And he's just like, I'm going to murder everybody. Yeah. And you're yeah. like... Uh oh, <laughs> like I am not okay with where this is going, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna watch it because it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be a roller coaster. So that was that was my first time seeing it. I just saw it all unravel. It was hitting on some notes of the things that were popular around that time. Yep. But it also took somebody that was a hero and turned it into a more of a villain. But at the same time, you wanted to see how he was going to achieve these things. So I did not think it was a fun movie. But I thought that it was a very well-made movie and a good story. And it made me want to know how the story was going to end. So yeah. it, it hooked me very quickly. And I, I enjoyed the movie, but it was, again, not fun. We're off that train. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is one of the first times we're going into something like, we're not going to have fun with this one. Well, we're going to laugh because we're assholes. But... Uh, <laughs> Talked about anal stuff already. So. You talked about this stuff. I just clarified <laughs> you did, it. So yes. We, sorry. You got it in a healthy direction. <laughs> a clean, Anyways, clean anal I, direction. I'm going to go ahead and go with my first impressions just to get oh, off this anal train. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get into that fun train off the anal no, train. Still, what? <laughs> still not getting into the fun train. No, I remember wanting to watch this because. When 300 came out, that was when I was in high school. Mm. Paul, I know you were probably already married and had four kids at this time. Nope. Totally kidding. Um, <laughs> He's like, it's impossible. Uh, I only have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I watch, watching 300 in high school, it's like the ultimate badass character, mm-hmm. Leonidas. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm, anything that he was in at that time, I'm going to watch it. Whether it was that, P.S. I love you, because also in high school, wanting yep. to... Just find a girl and romance her as easy as possible. Just yeah, that movie I didn't learn see a for Scottish years accent. Later. Good he's, movie, he's surprisingly well. Yeah. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in this as his BFF. Surprisingly yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> like, awesome movie. But uh but so I went into it like I'm gonna watch whatever he makes just because he's in movies that I like. Yeah. So going into it was not expecting what it was at all. Hmm. Especially with the the opening scene, you're you're seeing the guys break into his house, kill his wife and daughter, and you're just sitting there. Do I really want to watch this anymore? <laughs> I re- at the t- at the time, not being married and having kids, um, I figured, look, it's a movie. I'm gonna watch it. Let's see how it turns out. Now, having a wife and kids, I'm like, do I really want to watch this? It just hits. It hits a little bit more so much home. differently. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's a crazy movie, super cool. I loved it. I love those movies that, I mean, we've talked about it. We love fun movies, but then if I was to pick any other kind of, um, I guess genre, it's that thriller where it has that something psychological, exactly, where it has that surprising twist in that you just aren't expecting. (laughs) I literally wrote down, like, is there a good guy in this movie? <laughs> right. I was like, no, I mean, I don't, we'll get, tell. We'll I don't get know. We'll get into it later, but it lo- I think it, I think there is, but it changes halfway into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was my first impressions. I love the movie, love the, I, I mean, I don't love the idea behind it. <laughs> He's um, like, I don't love the idea of blind I lo- justice. <laughs> I love how it's made. I do think like, 
a lot of the points that uh, Gerard Butler's character makes about the justice system is part of why it does hold up today. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about knowledge. that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's literally about to be sent home, and he's like, are you insane? Are you crazy? <laughs> he's like, yeah. do you know what I allegedly did? Yeah. It's like, so, ooh. I liked it. It's a great movie. Crazy ending. Um, and yeah. Paul? So I'm going to piggyback on part of your first impression. Gerard Butler... Um, I'd seen him in a few kind of things. Like he was in like, um, oh, was it before he was in this one? He was in rock and roll, which I was a huge yes. fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked his character and it was, was like fun. Previous to that <laughs> 300, which rocketed him to like, like blockbuster status. Right. He was in uh, Beowulf and Grendel, which was like one of my favorite, like sort of mythological story mm-hmm. kind of things. When is, that like the, is that the CGI version or is that the no, live action? That one's with, uh, the guy who sounds like uh, Russell Crowe, but he's not. That's the guy from Indiana Jones. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam Sam Win- <laughs> Sam Winston. Winston, yeah, Winstone or some Winstone, something. But there's something also another w. one. He was in uh, the movie Timeline. Oh yeah, Timeline was so. And he was good. like a standout character in that movie for me because I read the book and it was so good, and I was like, oh, this is a cool concept, and like the like the time travel and like the. Um, Medieval time stuff, and he like fits right in as like a swordsman, like a medieval knight kind of character. He's just because he's so like modern looking into the back, and then like historically accurate. Like looking at the statue of the guy that's like missing a ear. Like, he's like, why a- is he missing the ear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then later on, like the slice off the ear is like, oh, this yeah. is your statue. Like, <laughs> interesting. And yeah. then everything starts piecing together. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. I think one of my favorite parts in that book, and I think they mentioned in the movie too, is that like. They go back in time, and all of a sudden, there's just like this major silence that we don't doesn't exist anymore because of like audible audio outside, like just a car, things in the, the distance, humming of lights. It's just in the, the night sky is so bright because there's no mango man made lights. It's crazy. They don't think of those things, and in the book and in the movie, they reference that, and I thought that was kind of nice. And anyway, Gerard Butler stood out in the movie, and then all these other films, and then he did Gamer. And I was into COD and all these first-person shooter games, I, and that movie was so good. I always gravitate to Gamer for oh. some reason. A lot of people don't like it, but... How do you not like that movie? I like it. Well, I remember when it came out, I was like, I need to watch that. Not in theaters. I'm not going to go pay to see that. Right. I, I did. And then I, I, saw that and then I remember... Me and Paul reading, probably were in the same theater, didn't even know it. I remember reading a review for it, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm pretty certain this I is saw at the time, Gamer at the same time I'm like going into not... college I'm like uh, I'll make time if, like it I'll ever, if I stream it later if on TV I'll watch it <laughs> I'll download it illegally later it'll be fine <laughs> well, they came I'll out, wait for like, the video game back. so Gamer came out in September and this came out October mm-hmm. of 2009 and that was in November of 2009 I moved to Vegas so it was like I was post college mm-hmm. but like about to go to Las Vegas and live there for a year and change so I'm pretty sure Gamer was like the last theater movie I saw before I left New York to go to Vegas. Either way, I remember seeing this as a rental, I think, but right away, like as soon as yeah. it came on rental. Law Abiding Citizen was not one that I wanted to see in theaters. Yeah. It wasn't like pulling me in from the trailers, but once I heard about it, right. I was like, I gotta check, I it, check out. it out. Right. But again, I think it was a really well constructed movie. I remember being like really sucked in by the plot and going, oh my god, there's all these cool little. Like, what is he going to do next? Like, I remember being a little surprised that after I watched the movie that, like, he got easily taken out by these two Nimrods 
in his own home right out of the <laughs> gate. Like he would have, you don't think he would answer the door like that? Like just, oh, he'll bat bat in the face. Like you think he'd be a little more, if he's this excellent at killing and attention to detail, would he be he'd have an alarm system in his house. He'd have cameras. Like he wouldn't just go, oh. Well, he actually thought it was takeout food. <laughs> right. He was yelling Even then. Life. You also have to think like Dude, when. we have Uber Eats right now. My son went to answer the door to get pizza today. And I was just like, uh, nope, no, no, no. Look through the door. Like I don't trust anyone, period. Yeah. And I'm just a chef. Yeah. I'm not a fucking I, CIA I catch Uber Eats like from the window. I'm like, yeah, yeah food. I'm going to go well, out there and meet thinking, them. In the movie, like where most of the actual action takes place is 10 years after so the amount of technology and things that have happened in 10 years is that's a good point except for the fact that he that means that it starts at this point with his family so he'd already been like when that that CIA agent but that would also mean that the movie starts in like 1999 yeah we had security cameras then and 89 even I don't remember a lot of security cameras when I was 11, so. <laughs> I do. I remember yeah. being left home alone with a Pizza Hut number and like a $20 bill. <laughs> yeah. Or like I mean, a check. It was it's definitely like, more lax. It's like, so, if you know, order knew about to call this number. And tech and security stuff, it would be this <laughs> yeah. dude. But either way, I, I mean, I, so I that's still. That's going to be one of Paul's cons. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually, I have other cons. But <laughs> He's like, I have a lot of cons. Not really I that many. I have one. I I really really like this movie, so I'm not going to destroy it with cons. But I have a couple interesting ones that I he's going to write one down and slide it over to me so I can have it be my. (laughs) (laughs) I can chuck you a couple if you wanted to side pitch. Well, I mean, our second category we've touched on a little bit, but why we wanted to watch it again, right? Like I wanted to watch it again because I've only seen it maybe two times before this, and I feel like every time that I see it, like I even wrote down some of these things. I was like, oh, I forgot that. He actually killed that girl, or I forgot that he got to that guy because I was a, I was full on back into the movie of going like, oh yeah, they're gonna this team of people is gonna figure him out, and like yeah. they have that whole all nighter yeah. where they like pinpoint certain ideas and they basically try and call another one of his bluffs and think that they can at least get home and rest, and then the next murder happens, and I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that, and like. So I felt like every time I watch it, I see something new, or I forgot something, and then it still hits me, which is one of those signs of a movie that it's it's still good, even though I forgot parts of it. Kind of like Rogue Nation, yeah. Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Like Rogue Nation, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how amazing this movie is, because yeah. I remember most of the action stuff, but it bleeds into another movie. And in this one, it was just like, it wasn't a movie that was super fun, so I don't think about it every day. Yeah. Right. So I'm, like I'm not gonna remember it as as vividly. You don't walk away from this movie like you walk away from a Mission Impossible. Like Ethan Hunt's gonna go on another mission. And he's a hero and he did great stuff. He saved the world from a nuke or whatever. This one's like the guy who thinks a hero burns in a, his own fucking firebomb and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the feeling we should have and most people had after seeing Venom. They're like, yeah. well, he's not really a hero. We could be done with this, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's exactly what I imagine as an anti-hero is, right? He's not a villain. He got wrong by the system and he tries to tear the system down. The system's by the villain. By becoming a villain. <laughs> he's exposing the villainy of the system. Yeah. yeah. By being a villain. There shouldn't... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But everybody that he kills... The exception, I, I, I'm on the fence with the girl you're talking about when he kills her because she's kind of just like an assistant in this yeah. process. She's doing a job, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea of him, 
he was doing something for the country for good for his job and he was doing everything right. He had a happy family. And then this guy, these two dudes come in, destroy his life. And then the system, not only does it fail, I can understand the, the weaker dude turning on the main dude. Yeah. But the fact that it's reversed doubles down on why he's so pissed. Yeah. And then the fact that he begs his lawyer to go to after do him. it. And the lawyer chooses not to is part of the Because he doesn't problem. want to risk he's, his like 96% win rate. He already yeah. decided before he discussed it with him. Mm-hmm. That's the part where I'm on team... Uh, uh, what's, his, what's his character's name in the movie? Clyde. That's yeah. why I'm on team Clyde in the beginning. Because I'm like, I would be just as enraged. If I had a skill set, I might do the same thing. Yeah. And he but acts justice correctly to each one, you know? I think one of the problems is... He's trying to, ex- I mean, in in theory, the idea is to expose the system, how it's messed up. Right. Instead, he tries to destroy the system. He which, tries to, re- to, to burn out the corrupt yeah. system. Yeah. And in that problem, he recognized it was from the top down. Yeah. So you can't just go, oh, this lawyer sucked. Or you can't just go, they screwed up on this one yeah. case. Everyone involved in the entire case from... The criminals to the judge mm-hmm. had to get taken apart and humiliated and exposed. And this is a question we can ask probably later: is is destroying that ideal of what the system is? Is that going to change anything? Well, it didn't, right? It didn't. And I'm I'm sure there's been real life situations where some people yeah. have tried to, or, co- or certain people have tried to do something similar, take the law to their own hands. <clears throat> Obviously, not as good as this or as like headlining as this, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm sure. This happens all the time where people get super pissed or screwed by the system and try to take it down or try to peel, peel, peel. There's been a lot of cases where people have been on death row and they're innocent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, there's there's even other movies that tackle this type of a thing where yeah, it's not for the same motives of bringing down the system, but it's somebody trying to beat the system. Like mm-hmm. I always think when I see this movie, I always think of Fracture with Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling's the lawyer that has yeah. like a 99% win rate and he doesn't want to go do anything that's not a slam right. dunk. Right. And then Anthony Hopkins comes in and he has like this whole confession, but he's twisted everything and he knows everything that's behind the scenes to the point where he's like, once you throw out that confession, you've got nothing. Yeah. And it's this whole movie of them just trying to figure out how to get him to actually be guilty of the thing. Yeah. And he actually gets away with it all the way to the end. And then the final scene, the reason I love that movie is that, like, Ryan Gosling finally gets to the point. He's like, no, you got me. I lost. But then you did this. And that's a new trial. That's a new felony. Yeah. That's a new problem. He's like, and I'm coming after you now. And I was like, love it. Right. <laughs> so I, that's how I felt with this movie, though, which is why I think of them together. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, this guy's getting away with this stuff and he's planned it so perfectly but there's still something that happens. And, well, it's, it's and, not too far off from the whole poor uh, storyline for Batman, right? Like, Batman's parents get murdered, and, like, Gotham is riddled with crime, and there's a corrupt police force, there's a corrupt everything force, <laughs> and he tries to get Harvey Dent involved, and they corrupt his ass. Like, everything that happens in it is the reason <clears throat> Batman is a vigilante superhero. Yeah. Doing what he does, because the cops can't do their damn jobs, and neither can I, the courts. I thought of texting you guys that exact same like idea when yeah. I was watching it. I was like, I feel like I'm watching like a Batman slash Joker character. For the record, <laughs> right not now. to 
Not that we are not all thinking this, but do our brothers Batman would be pretty good. Just to be clear. I always thought I, that. I'm, that was a I feel like he could be a really good yeah. Nightwing. Bro, I didn't mention this because, you know, I'm at risk of losing a little masculinity in this thing, but uh, he was Phantom. He was the fucking Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> he was the Phantom of the Opera. He wore a mask, saw the job, I was like, should be Batman. That's <laughs> another one of those movies that I'm not supposed to like, but I'm like, I kind of like that movie. <laughs> well, I watched that, and my wife's like, is that... I'm like, yeah, it's Gerard Butler from The Bounty Hunter. She's like, no way. Like, I'm like, yes, it wait till he takes the mask off. Same director as Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. So we all know that at least out of those two movies, I'm okay with one. <laughs> and parts of the other one. And parts of the other one. It's sad that you're like, defend. I always, <laughs> I will always defend Batman Forever. <laughs> oh, I thought you were On say every that. episode. That's going to be my new buzzword, Batman Forever. But yeah, again, anti-hero for sure. Like, he's not a yeah. hero. But that's he does that's one, go too far. That's why we wanted to watch it again, though, because it's just you can always watch it a little bit differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it stays fresh every time you watch it. Like, well, here's here's why. Just as a little snippet, I just had a pre thought. He sends a video to the to Jamie Foxx character. His daughter sees it. He tells him his daughter sees it, and he just says, "Oh, he doesn't like even have any remorse for that. Like, yeah. he wasn't intending for his daughter to see it. He sent it right. to him." And he doesn't have any mo- moment where he's like, uh, you told your daughter Ron for right, right? You know, she you knows the difference. You should know. It's like, what? He, he should have become- been a little, oops. That's what, that's <laughs> when I felt like he was like a Joker type character. Yeah. Because I was just he's, like. Uh, he's beyond uh, redemption. Empathy, no yeah. empathy. Like, <clears throat> then when he asked him, like, are, like, do you think that your, your wife and daughter would feel good about you killing all these people? He was like, my wife and daughter are dead. Yeah. End of story. Like they have no well, feelings. They had no feelings. He's like, they can't feel anything right now. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh gosh. Yeah, he's just fully committed to this and yeah. being like a suicide mission if possible. Yeah. If necessary. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was that's first impressions and why we wanted to watch a dark, dark movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But good movie and it, it's but like my mind is like a movie. solid film front to finish, so all right, Paul, we're at your favorite part, the cons. <laughs> do you want me to start? Just unravel at least two I'll, of them. So that... I only have one. All right, so let's do you want me to start? Yeah. Is it a CGI moment? No, it's not. <laughs> There's not really any CGI moments in this. Just the explosion. The last scene with him and like, getting burned alive where the flames yeah, but the, so high I feel like that is such a yet. cool scene, though. Just yeah. with the fire engulfing all around him. Anyways. He would immediately be going... He'd be like, I'm trying to be serious. And, ah! Like, he would freak <laughs> out. He'd be screaming. He's like over. sitting there like Superman <laughs> in Batman versus that. Superman. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh, that blew up? Oh, yeah. That blew mm-hmm. up. Cool. I'm okay. I'm okay. This is a big it's kind of warm, but meh. He's like, I'll be okay. That's fine. No. The, the only thing I didn't really like is why it took 10 years. Yeah. If this guy, and they even, like, um, Jamie Foxx's character and the other guy end up Talking with an, one, a guy he used to work with, saying, like one of his "If he wants you dead, you're already dead." Why right. would it have taken ten years? Like, what's the point in tunneling into all the prisons and doing all this stuff when, if you wanted to kill somebody, you could easily do it whenever you wanted to? So why go through doing everything you've done for ten years? To do all the stuff that you probably could have easily done in a couple of years. Well, he wasn't planning on getting the twist at the end double cross with his own bomb. Well, so we don't really know exactly what his end game was. Well, I think to answer your... Because <laughs> he could have gotten out. A little bit, I think two things. First, court cases take fucking forever. Oh, yeah. And the main reason is it's not 
vengeance. He even says that. This, you think this is about vengeance? Is that what you think? Yeah. It's not. It's a long game taking down a system, and it had to be in line with things, right? So Death Row, the first mm-hmm. guy gets a death penalty. Yeah. So that had to happen first. He couldn't just kill the other clown. He had to get this guy killed first. Then the other guy's next, and he had to get released from prison. Yeah. And he was in jail for that time, so he gets out and does that. Then he's doing all this alone, literally, with no one else. So, yeah, dugging, digging every uh, cell in that... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. who five? knows how long that took. How long that took. No, Buying well, up all those properties that he yeah. bought. He bought a bunch. It was, you look oh, at no, the list, it, was it wasn't tons. just like the two places we saw, the warehouse <laughs> and that place. It was a bunch of red herring yeah. locations that he could just use. And he probably had plans for each one of them in some sort of plot. Oh, that won't work. Maybe the warehouse for this, maybe yeah. this for that. Obviously, the one next to the prison is that. And again, he digs a tunnel in there and he sets a bunch of props around and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. No, and I totally but get it. Right. I'm just thinking like, look... If this guy wanted to go through all this, I mean, then again, it wouldn't have made a movie that it is. But that's just my only thing. If this guy was so skilled, so talented, it could do literally anything he wanted and kill you before you even know it, why did it take 10 years? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that that Paul was saying that really gets into that 10-year gap is the tunneling into the... Um, yeah, the court and that, taking that, fucking that's like the only the isolated. That, but he didn't need the courts, really. Well, he did. That's what he's exposing. He had to wait for the dude to get released from prison, the other guy to get his death penalty, and that shit takes time. Death row. You can go well, no, death no, row. Yeah. Takes, that guy got released after three years. No, he's talking about the first murder. The first murder. Where he murders the guy that's getting the death penalty the lethal by switching injection? the No, I get that. That's he was waiting on that. And these guys are okay. in a line. He might have well, had the tunnels if, done in five years. he's waiting on that, I get it. I feel like... To With, your point, though, if that was scheduled, say, five years, that's when he would have started. But if he know, like he knows the guy he that killed his wife and his daughter, why would he wait ten years to kill him? Yeah. Like, I get the other guy who was just an accomplice is the one who's getting the death penalty. I would have just gone after him, like, if he, if two he days only later. Gets, <laughs> after recovering that stab wound, I'd be all over If it. the guy that kills <laughs> your wife and your daughter gets three years, he gets out, Yeah. why not start then? I guess because he, he was and hoping the court he, system would work because, and then it would fail I mean, him with a handshake. He's tunneling into prison. Yeah. He wasn't even... When this guy got injected, he wasn't in prison. He was at his own home. Yeah. Like He had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So that could, still could have happened. Well, he knew that they would come for him because yeah. literally the next scene after that happens, they're like, who would have had a motive? They framed they're him. like, yeah. well... He framed... He like, killed the first person guy and killed, framed the other guy. Like... This there he confessed to the murder of this yeah. guy's wife and daughter. That's the only person we can think of. Let's go check on him and bring him in as the only suspect. And it might have taken ten years to isolate that uh, pufferfish venom out of that liver, and that takes a while. The part where he's the guns with the gun. <laughs> I, I but I still like I I get it. You're I right. understand. It does, it does seem but like it just it seems like it could have been done a lot faster. And the fact that he did all this stuff. I feel like he could have easily gotten to that guy who was in prison on death row much sooner. He than could have just years. literally tunneled under yeah. his cape. His thing. <laughs> under, his, under his cell and just like, hi. <laughs> How many people That's just disappeared true. from isolated Look, confinement or whatever bone. Right. That guy, the guy had the most creative deaths. Like every single death is totally fucking different. Oh, God, yeah. Like he swaps just a chemical. That's it. That's all the difference in that first scene is swiping the slightly painful 
or the death for the lethal injector be extremely painful yeah. when you can't do anything to murder them. Like mm-hmm. everyone watches a violent death. That was just switching some numbers around and swapping out a chemical. Mm-hmm. The next one, he cuts the guy in multiple pieces, but he paralyzes him first with puffer fish yeah. venom, and then he makes him watch. And he cuts off it, his eyelids, sends it, yeah, puts the mirror over him. He, so has, he has a different weapon, everything. a tool for every to the part point of his body. where he won't bleed out, right? As he's cutting he, every he, little piece of him. Then he yeah. takes out uh, the couple of people with like timed bombs. Well, the other guy's the lawyer for the, the lawyer Darby character. Got yeah. the deal. Buried alive. Yep, that guy gets buried alive. And but he gave he him exactly enough not time. Murdered. He yeah. said if you weren't late, you'd have got there right in time. And he, he said well, he, he knew how long there, it would take to get there by helicopter. Yeah. Like he had timed right. all that nice. perfectly. Ninja Cat. That's a that's new dead reflex right there, sir. <laughs> Catching that falling beer can for later. Yep. Next movie is Ninja Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Or three ninjas. Or three ninjas. I'd watch oh, Ninja yeah. Assassin. <laughs> that is a fun movie. We're gonna, we can't go from a bloody violent movie to three ninjas. We gotta go right into another bloody violent movie. Why can't we go back to the fun movie chain? <laughs> a bloody fun <laughs> it's movie. A bloody fun. Well, yeah, I guess they're both fun. <laughs> Anyway. In their own way. So I yeah. I will go with my con next so that sure. Paul can just talk while I pour the bourbons for the second round. <laughs> nice. But uh, my only con is, I, I jokingly said it before we were recording, that I was like, oh, I feel like Gerard Butler did a little bit of an accent work there for like one of his disguises. Yeah, like, I when he's it. When he's like the cop and he gave the guy the pufferfish venom gun, yeah. he like starts to say like maybe three lines where he's like, Don't kill me or I have a family and it yeah. sounds very like well, American. Because he does accent want to change his voice for like a second, but at the same time he is. I was like, Oh, it's three lines that he, he did that on. And then the other times that he's in a costume or hiding, he hasn't changed anything. Like he doesn't yeah. have like a fake mustache. He didn't dye his hair. He, wears, like, a hat he didn't change his voice. Suit. He's literally walking into this place like, "Hey, how you doing?" And he has well, his he exact the same Soze, or like a whatever. Not the guy from Italian Job. Uh, fucking Ed Norton. Remember when he like plays a long game by pretending to be a janitor? Like he probably was already established as a janitor at that place for a long time, for knowing years. that'd be a place. You're not ten years, maybe four. <laughs> But they knew who he was. He had a valid ID. He had just walked right security and back out. Well, but then they problems. found then they, found they recognized that ID him like, as it as the alter ego version. But then they found that ID at his like hideout or whatever that had somebody else's name on it. So it looked like he made an an alternate. He had like ID. a whole rack of clothes. He had multiple characters. Yeah. yeah, but he's been doing this for ten years. Yes. He's been working on it. The cop suit was decade. just the cop voice was just a fucking. He probably didn't even. I mean, plan he could plan have that. been working on the MCU. For I actually 10 think years, that was a waste. Of, he was working on how to kill all the yeah, people that yeah. were on the the lawyer side that got the deal and messed him up. And he's like, well, that accent's funny you say that because I think that was kind of an entire waste. Because that guy is so freaking dumb. Like I don't think he even recognized it when he's like, "You remember recognize me?" And he's like. Still no. <laughs> He's like, no. Nope. I sat next to you a second ago and I didn't know you were. And now you took your your, your thing off and your. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, but like, how did that happen? I'm like, no way. Like, no way. Yeah. You didn't know who he was. That just seemed. It just seemed unnecessary, right? That was your con. Yeah, that was my con. That was my only con I really had. <laughs> I was like, he's not trying to hide at all. When he walks back into like the mayor's office, I was like, yeah. I was like, I probably could have been like, oh, I've seen this guy on the news that's like just murdered his cellmate. Like, think about like when Aaron Hernandez was in prison, like, and he was already a football star, but it was like, 
you were hearing about him so much, and like, there's no way that you're not going to somehow be like, that guy looks pretty familiar for some reason, and not a good reason in my head. <laughs> like, when all that stuff was happening, like with in real life when cases happen, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, I know who that is. And in this movie, it was like this random guy that speaks very Scottishly and <laughs> like has a very specific look and he didn't try and change any of it at all. Yeah. Like I, I just didn't buy it. I was like, but again, I did not factor in, in my mind, the 10 year gap where he could yeah. have established somehow that he's, yeah. well, he was a person, even the main focus of the original trial. He wasn't, he mm. was not even in the courthouse when they made the decision. He was outside. And, so that all the way until he starts the murders, right? And yeah. Then he gets finally arrested. That's when he starts becoming publicly known. And then they shit scares the whole city and they shut the city down. Viola Davis just starts going, oh, lock everything down. Nobody out and out. And co- mm-hmm. people need to see cops in the streets so that they're safe and protected. That line doesn't hold up, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not anymore. That doesn't work out. But Not in 2020. No, definitely not. But the, the point is... To your point, he's basically plastered all over the freaking place at that point. Everyone knows who he is. So the time he walks in as as the janitor this time, the security guys should be like, huh? Like, in the building with all these people he's going to blow up. At that moment, when they're already heightened security and making these, like, last-minute decisions, you would think yeah. they would know what the hell he looks like. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a really good con. I didn't think about that angle. <laughs> My con, however... Is Jamie Foxx's character like I like him, but he just there's some parts where I'm just like he just seems like he's not. Like he thinks he's so smart. I think the kind of the, I guess the point of the plot is he's like he's too cocky and he keeps making mistakes because he's too overconfident in his decisions. But like sometimes I just I feel like he should have known shit. Like that confession where he caught him with the gotcha where he didn't actually confess. He's a lawyer. He gets confessions potentially all the time. Mm-hmm. Or at least knows what they're supposed to specifically yeah. be. So I feel like that was a bit off. And then on top of that, the end sequence where they find the bomb, the bomb uh, expert guy is there and they discover, oh, it's the cell phone and whatever. Then all of a sudden they beat him back to his own like thing and get on both ends of it. And he doesn't see them at all. And he gets inside the thing. They lock up behind him and they lock him in his own little isolated cell and that's when he dies and i'm like first of all how they have the time to get back there before he did if he's already on his way back dropping off that bomb well i mean they showed a little bit of it because when he went into that warehouse like he's sitting there watching the video You're right like, changing like side... in changing out of that costume yeah, doing a, that, a different route where they also they showed like a literally three second of the cop car just flying down the road right so but like if you know Philly's spread out. No, but I get it. <laughs> like, like, like the time yeah. that bomb going off and the time they get to that warehouse no. after they make a decision yeah. about getting to the warehouse and how to get there. I thought the same They've thing. They've only been there once. The <laughs> like, okay, they've got to take this bomb, run it through a prison, 
into they this. They have to get it out yeah, of the building. They had first. to get it out of. And just because he's a DA, on the fifth floor. Just because he's a DA doesn't necessarily be like you have a pass that carry bombs around. Like <laughs> they'd be like, what it's are you like doing Adam Ball. He, he was like, it's a briefcase. I, I'm taking it out. You don't scan on the way out. Only on the way in. Yeah, no, you're not but it's, it's like the old Adam West Batman when he's got the bomb over his head. Just <laughs> running, like, and he's like, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. It's like. What? You're <laughs> right, but it just—it seemed too. After this entire movie, there's it's just proving over and over and over again that Clyde's ahead of everything. Mm-hmm. And he's thought of every single detail for ten effing years. You don't think he thought of that one? You don't think he <laughs> thought of the one where they're gonna figure this one out? Like he's got to have two plots, right? Or or another option, or uh, probably a. Uh, like we still don't know what his end game was gonna. Well, be. I just also know like. Again, this guy's methodical security cameras, you think, would be on that, like, all of his properties. You think he would have known Jamie Foxx and that cop clown were messing around with all this crap. Especially when he, like, they went through all his stuff and moved things around and never put it back. Like, I remember, like, my brother had, a like, a 5 disc CD changer once and I went and, like, listened to the music. And I specifically like, put things back. Too. He freaking knew every time. And I would put it. I would like take a picture of where things were in case I screwed up. And I would put it exactly back where it was. And he'd always go be like, "This is my Alice in Chains CD again." Where you? And I'm like, "How did, how did you know?" <laughs> Dang it! It's like I just you know. forgot to leave it on the track that right. I left it on. Well, I left like a piece of like a hair taped here. And if it was broken <laughs> with the, to- the door opening, I would know. <laughs> and you would think that this guy would have some sort of booby trap set up or some sort of like marker to know when people are. Like when, cause, he, cause they're getting, catching up with him. Like he knows he's leaving them breadcrumbs anyway. Like he knows yeah. he's prove he's telling them what he's doing as he's kind of going. Here's the time, do the thing, mm-hmm. or you get punished. And also, how many times did he have? To, like the first time that he realized he's right about time. <laughs> like he's in a prison <laughs> and he still nailed exactly the moment it took for you to get a helicopter ride to this dead. Well, he clearly somehow had kidnapped that that lawyer before he went into prison, and he knew from that point on that day to how long he was going to keep him alive. Like, I mean, exactly. Yeah, he gave him a specific timeline. Well, he he exactly literally had one o'clock and and he had fifteen minutes, and he showed up. He goes, "What time is it?" He's like, "It's one o'clock." He's like, "What time is it really?" He's like, "One oh eight. And you know, with that moment, you're like, "That's eight minutes. That's like a lot of time." Yeah. He's going to do something bad. That's like what he's, the whole point of this movie. So he's methodical to like every detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if that kind of, that just, that just seemed too easy, that ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like he should have gotten away like that one at the end. You know, he should have, <laughs> they should have caught up to him and figured out his plot, but then he just could have snuck away somehow and then they would have had a sequel. <laughs> that's that's why we don't know what his true end game was because like this just the dumb version of him getting caught he was like oh i didn't think about that one and it sucks too because like if you believe that he was trying to take the system down it kind of got stymied by that ending because it didn't mm-hmm. really and just promoted the guy who fucked him over 10 years ago as a lawyer deciding shit for him to not muddy up his record mm-hmm. you just made him a da which is just yeah, promotion. He just skyrocketed into the and he to like, the got to spend more time status. watching his daughter in recitals. That's pretty much all. That. <laughs> like yeah. like some bad people died and deserve it, and then he got to see his daughter's recital, and that's the movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. Right. But yeah, that his character, the lawyer, just all of a sudden being way way ahead of him. Yeah, 
kind of threw me off. I just, I never liked Jamie Foxx's character in general. I was just like, I don't feel like there's a good guy in this movie. That's what we yeah. talked about. Like, well, yeah, I don't think there is a good guy, period. But I do, like, as I was saying earlier, the characters almost change positions. So in the beginning, Gerard Butler, you're sympathetic towards him because yeah. his wife and children die, and Jamie Foxx's character is just an a-hole because he's... I just want to win the case. I don't care about what happens to you. And all he cares about is his career. Like, he doesn't exactly. even care about his daughter. Exactly. Yeah. And, the, like, and the girl even references that. It's like, are you just about having the highest win rate, or is it about the system and actually helping people? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, but as it changed, and I feel like the switch moment is when that girl dies. So, and that, that was probably my favorite scene in the movie before she dies is when they're all in the prison room together like they're all waiting for it to hit yeah. six o'clock well, and when they get there he's yeah. like we're gonna be here all but night. but it's crazy <laughs> you see you see the fear on all of their faces they're all just like what's gonna that, happen at what's six? gonna happen that's the problem because um, they're like oh nothing happened i guess we exactly fucking defeated him and you're like no, no come on you're all dead but i, <laughs> like, think, <laughs> I think that point right there was the switching point where any even gerard butler's character you could kind of see on his face when it happened, it's like, there's no going back from here. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you can see, like, he's well, she a was... little sympathetic, but then he's like, this sucks, but now I'm messing everything well, up. Yeah, because she yeah. was, like we were saying at the very get-go, she was, like, one of the only ones that we were like, did she really, like, have... Did she deserve it yeah. know, on the same level as all these other people that he's Definitely going after? No, she... Yeah. I feel like she was the kind of this... Not the symbol of innocence, but she was the most innocent one. She came in, be- and she even said, she's like, I want to help people, <clears throat> which is why she's there. She's not there just for closing and winning the most cases. Um, and she didn't want to feel like she's wasting her time just winning cases. Yeah. So when she died, I felt like there's a flip switch to where Jamie Foxx's character immediately went from this guy like, I got to win everything to... I almost need to avenge the people that have died and make sure this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And then you see Gerard Butler's character while he is fighting for something that it does need to be fought for. He's almost becoming that villain. He's like, I'm just killing everybody because yeah. my wife and my daughter. Died. Yeah. He's, he's just so unhinged that you're yeah. like, what is I also think they should have introduced Viola Davis's character, like at least a cameo in the beginning yeah. or somewhere in the beginning of the movie. Somewhere earlier. She just fucking shows up and is in charge of shit and making mm-hmm. it a Maybe she wasn't the mayor 10 years, years ago. Doesn't matter about 10 Maybe years ago. Maybe she just ago, became the mayor that year. There was like 45 <laughs> minutes before, during the 10 years, like gap, after the 10 year gap where, you know, they could have established her. That's true. Or maybe mentioned her as a side judge or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, just, before, here. <laughs> before our bourbon drink gets me to stop focusing on anything, talk about because it always drink. distracts me during your cons. <laughs> I got it out though. I, I let you out. get them out. I was like, the entire time, I was like, this old fashioned is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I fun- crushed it on this fan. This old, old, the uh, funny thing this is, is <laughs> like, Wit and I are about to be done with this and move on to our beer for the night, and Paul's like. I've got to have a glass. He was like, guys, I got to get my cons out. I've had two sips of this, and because mine has sat so long, it's like hella sweet. 
And I'm not unhappy with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the simple syrup has just been like well, feeding. Oh, I think that it's been at the bottom of the cup. And then when you pour mm-hmm. it in, it's just like, here's, yeah. here's yeah. the rest of the simple syrup. Oh my God. <laughs> I should have shook it up, but I didn't want to just like blast the mic. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we made old fashions tonight. <laughs> oh, that's good. So a little we, searched, blood orange. we searched high and far for a blood orange. Yeah, I took, I went to three different damn stores. And I went to out two. <laughs> Brian Brian brought the bourbon like he promised, so we yes. <laughs> he was like, I did my job. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Most of my job. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to bring some bitters, but, but I don't think it needs it. No, I think it's fine. I think I mentioned Noah was going to get some just to have it like four times and I never brought it. Well, I've got like three <laughs> different things at home that I could have brought, but I'm like, mm, <laughs> forgot all three. But <laughs> we'll we, we did mention that we were going to stick on the Wathens train. Yep. Um... We agreed that that had that flavor that was on that Four Roses. Yeah, it was the standout train. of the Four of the Roses. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the tallest the rose final the rose. <laughs> yeah. yes. The final rose of the Four Roses barrel. It was the favorite of the three children. It wasn't the middle child. Yeah. But it was... I feel like it probably they, was the They have enough where it's not a middle child in there. They're like, well, you have to pick... Two of them to be the middle. I think it was the second, not the third. Yeah. <laughs> there were twins in the middle, and they're like, they tie. Who came out first? One minute? <laughs> one minute? Who slept the best? <laughs> yeah, who's that one? Which one did not drive me crazy today? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we stuck with the Wathens. It has that flavor that we liked in the Four Roses, which is why we used it to make our Kentucky Mule the yeah. first time around in, in one of our prequels, even. And... Mm-hmm. When you make an old-fashioned, you have to add some simple syrup to it to sweeten it up to take away from the bite of the bourbon. Yes. And then it usually has, like, an orange wedge and some cherry to it. And a lot of people, especially now, are putting bitters in there, which is, like, what, like, just little spices? Yeah. It's just a mixture of spices. It's really just more for the aroma, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Like, to get in... Yeah. Because the way that taste works with smell, they're trying to take away from, again, like, that bite of the bourbon or the burn of the yeah. bourbon. They're trying, trying to, to like that. counterbalance the smokiness and barreliness. I mean, even without the bitters, it's delicious. Yeah, these are, again, <laughs> I, I was going to go with a, a generic orange, but I thought Valencia's would be at least fancy enough to <laughs> come in second to a blood orange. <laughs> You're like, I need an orange with a first name, please. <laughs> I was like, where was I'll I? I was, like a, I was like a green market or something. One of the, one of the three places I went and they were like, we have some like sparkling blood orange stuff. I'm like, mm. <laughs> You're like, no. I'm not making a wine spritzer. <laughs> it's, it's like if we're gonna do something like that, we're gonna come in here and be like, all right, we're just gonna go ahead and go with bourbon and Red Bull. Mm. See how that goes. <laughs> right. Is that a drink already? Can we name it after us if it tastes good at all? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's probably the not bourbon gonna taste bowl. good. <laughs> be like, mm. Which Red Bull did you use? Will I use the uh, blood orange Red Bull? Is it? It's an old fashioned. <laughs> but no, I. Nice. I mean, we have old fashions when we go to Studio Movie Grill. Yeah. Um, at least me and Ryan. Not this dude. good. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go in there and tell them how to we make it. <laughs> like, bro. All right. First of all, you need Wathens. Wathens, check. Yeah. Hope, and then uh, here's the ratio that I use to make my simple syrup. Well, I hope check. nobody who works there is listening to this because it's so bad that we have to bring our own. 
bring our own supplements. <laughs> Ryan's like, can you start making these and put them into the movie flask, and then we'll just order a cup of ice. <laughs> if they're listening, we're talking a, about simple can I just syrup. Have a, bring a whiskey syrup glass, an old fashioned glass. Like, can I get a put ice in it? I'd be like, can I just get like a you know the free cups of water that are about the size <laughs> of a movie? Don't worry about that mashed cherry, that mashed orange you put in there. Not good. Don't worry. Just about give it. me ice. I'm fine with it. How food bar to be a show up with our own simple syrup and like an orange? <laughs> like, I go into like my jacket. Like, you have Wayans? You're like, no. Then Ryan reaches in, pulls a flask out. He's like, we just, we're just. We're I just, just walk behind the bar. And say, look, I know what you're trying to do. I got this. I just need to borrow a couple glasses to your ice. We, we sit down, and Ryan's like, all right, I've got the bourbon. I pull out the simple syrup. Like Paul pulls out like a blood orange and starts <laughs> yeah. peeling it in no. this chair. So, <laughs> Paul, p- Paul's pulling out some extra chocolate chips to put on his. Uh, yeah, right. Shake. <laughs> nice. I yeah, like he's like, what's that. in your flask? Uh, it's like well, mine's chocolate chips. Just mini chocolate chips. <laughs> just dumping it on top of the ice cream. I'm like, I got zest. I got peelings. I got segmented blood oranges. <laughs> <laughs> he got chips for me. He just has a crate. <laughs> just hmm. it's like a like six divider tray. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I pull out my knife roll and I'm like, give me like, a penny for whatever. I mean, when we go to the movies, it's going to be like, our, do we have to wear a mask the entire time, or am I allowed mm. to eat popcorn? <laughs> like, just. You see people like with the mask, they're like pulling it forward and just I read, putting one. I read a thing up. where somebody it was like a meme, and somebody said, uh, "The meme." Was, I'm at work, and I just poured a bag of M and M's into my mask, and I'm eating like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pandemic. <laughs> like, I'm so, so just, okay. With I just had that thought because I was like, just popcorn, just just uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that. No one knows. Just a bag of popcorn. Just, like, you gotta have fun with this whole scenario. Like, the other day I was talking to uh, somebody, some, I think it was Kevin, one of my, my supervisor, Kevin. Beep. One of my, one of my staff. Don't say last names out Well, That's right. Oh, now we gotta go and edit. <laughs> Kevin. Beep. I said it so fast. If you it's got okay. It, we said our actual down. last names in, like, one of the previous I was like, we'll leave it. One of my staff, <laughs> I was talking to him about it, and he, uh, I made some comment that I knew would, like, like, rile him up, and he just looked at me, and he's wearing a mask, and I'm like, ah. Don't wear that thing when you look at me. I can't tell if you're making faces at me into that. It's like space balls with the... It's like, we, we went on a vacation and we had some friends and it, and like we all had masks. And so I was like, let's take a picture. And they pulled it up like, and we took a picture without the mask. And then we put it back on. And I just sat there like, I'm not going to even worry about smiling. And, I mean, and they take the picture and immediately after the other husband the goes... smile. The other husband goes... Um, did you guys smile for that picture? Like with the mask on, they're like, "Yeah, you can, you can totally see it in our eyes." <laughs> no, I, <laughs> like, I was like, like, "Nah." I thought I was allowed to not because I was like, mask. "It's the reverse of the Batman mask." Is like you can't see anything except for eyes. Yeah. Then if you can see at least the face, <laughs> there's a significant amount of work of people like. I, you say something like, hey, "Matt, you all right?" <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine. What? Oh. Right, you can't see like, the it's rest like, of my it's face. Like people, <laughs> it's like, like when people don't have eyebrows. <laughs> like when they don't have eyebrows, you're like, "Oh my god, are you?" I have no idea what that person's. <laughs> I thinking. can't. I'm like, I'm like reading you. What is that? Was it from, a mask uh, and no eyebrows? Just <laughs> don't Iron even Man. talk to that person. Iron Man too, and he's like, "I'm not. I can't. I can't read you. I don't know. You get this stone face. I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, trying, I, to I don't read, trying to read Whiplash's face. <laughs> so, old fashioned, made with Wavens. 
little homemade simple syrup. That was delicious. Sorry, that was War Machine. I said Whiplash, but I meant War Machine. So you, meant, yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant? One of the other characters besides Iron Man. Yeah. We're good? Okay. We weren't going to Speaking correct. of. Well, I needed to correct me because I was Bush League when I well, screwed those characters up. <laughs> I mean, up Leslie scene. Bibb was in Iron Man and I think Iron Man 2. <gasps> and she, she is the lawyer's assistant She's that gets both, blown yeah. up in a car. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, right. good connection. She can also get us to Talladega Nights really quickly. She is. Ew. She's the wife. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun movie to do after this one. That would be a much yeah. more fun movie than this one. I will do any Will Smith and John John C. Riley connected movie. Will Smith brother. I mean Will, will Ferrell. Ferrell. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, is, I like Will Smith. You know too. what? I'm I think we need to like, find a Will Smith John C. Riley like, movie. Will Smith does want to? Is John C. Riley and Gemini Man? <laughs> no. no. Did you see that? No. I didn't see that. If I had seen it, I wouldn't have made a joke about John C. Riley being in it. <laughs> I was like, did John C. Riley like double as Will Smith? <laughs> we need a double on set here. <laughs> we'll get John C. Riley to do it. It'll be fine. I'm just happy John C. Riley was in Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. In- unless he was blown up during. The whole takeover from He might Thanos. not be there anymore yeah. on Xandar. He's done. Post Thanos, but. <laughs> okay. Well, we so, actually. So let's. No. Only half. Right. They brought him back if he got annihilated, unless he got totally murdered straight up by Thanos. <laughs> Speaking of bringing it back, let's bring it back to Law <laughs> And we've talked about the bourbon. Yes. Let's talk about our favorite character or characters from this movie. I go first. Who, who wants to go first? I've gone first. Go first, but there's really only two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so let's be let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't, well, to his point, there's not enough. Any none of the characters that are side characters for me stand out enough or are solid enough for me to be like, no. that's my favorite character. Like in any other ones, we have a bunch of side characters to go with. Last movie, we had the the entire um, unit of side characters in uh, Edge of Tomorrow that we could have picked a couple dudes from. And yeah. Even them, they were fleshed out just a hair more than these ones. But I'm still going to run out with Gerard, Gerard Butler. Gerard. <laughs> I'm going first. I'm you're you're pulling my uh, Tom Cruise card <laughs> yeah. for Mission Raise, Impossible. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're not going for Gerard Butler. I'm not going to go for Gerard <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I am. I mean, I could, I could go to J.B. Fox if you really wanted me to, but... No, tell us why you like Gerard Butler than us. All the things I we've already like said. I like his character because he's an anti-hero. I like his character because I really want him to win for about 87% of this movie. And then I realize he's not stopping. And he's... When, I think, for me, I think you mentioned this, the part where he kills uh, the girl, I I strongly can't find a reason. I mean, the judge, yeah, screw her. Uh, Which, the way she went out was pretty brutal. Oh, Gosh, man. Self- yeah, <laughs> I remember I, I, another time that I was about to text you guys, but you weren't Dude. watching it at the same time as me. I was well, like, oh the my first God, time I you watch this movie, and you see her pick up that phone, a cell and just, phone gun, well, and right after the whole line of like, he's like, after all the crap you've given me about answering my cell phone and in the courtroom, and she's like, well, I'm a judge, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, and then right that's why I was that, like, right when she, she says that, you're like, oh, shit. she deserves this yeah. crap. Yeah, oh, but I'll tell you right now, I wasn't sure that. I mean, he won up the Joker with that one. Remember when the Joker takes out the judge by blowing up in her own car car. with a bunch of Joker cards in it? That that was pretty uh, theatrical. He literally used her phone. Her own phone. And by the way, a phone is a very personal item. Yeah. 2009 is 
I had a phone by for ten years at that point, so I guess when the movie <laughs> ten years later, I just got a phone. But even <laughs> then, that's like on the first phone I ever got ninety nine. It was in my pocket all the time. I didn't let go of the damn thing. Like the idea that he switches her phone out with a gun phone that has the same ringtone. And unnoticeable from anyone in the room, and then he just yeah. like boom, and everyone's like. And the what? entire reason that he did that was because of Jamie Fox answering his phone in yeah. the courtroom on the day right. that the guy. Stole, he remembered every like, wrote the detail, deal. every single ridiculous thing he had was like callback, callback, callback. Like even mm-hmm. he even thought to carve on the box of the chemical for the the thing can't temp, or can't be can't fight fate. Yeah, which was the other guy's phrase he said to which him is before the phrase he that, his wife. Like, the other bad guy said. Or yeah, right? the main, the real douchey bad guy. Who the guy that did such daughter. a good job making you hate. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Darby. 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 Yeah, I wrote down. They're really doing a good job making me hate Darby. So <laughs> <laughs> like, good job making us what? hate Darby. Parentheses. Actual killer. <laughs> right. And Darby was a douche and deserved to die. He was a... There's nothing redeeming about that guy. Period. He turned on his partner. He pretended he was the bad guy. And he was so obviously fake that I was like, how did they even... How did that... How was that initial outcome even the thing that happened? How was it yeah. not obvious? By the way, the dude that plays the guy who gets lethal injected is actually the wife of JJ on Criminal Minds from New Orleans. Interesting. Did I know that's that? I recognize him because I I didn't recognize him the first watch of this movie, but during my rewatch last night, I remember watching it going, oh, where do I know him from? And then when I saw him talking about how he, you got the wrong guy up here, like I'm not the one who killed everybody, because he didn't, he just watched everything, he was upset. <laughs> um, I was a little uh, distracted. Ooh, early beer popper ride. <laughs> You're in the crack. We'll join you later in the actual beer category. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me extra. He's like, I gotta get a head start here so I know yeah. what I'm working with. <laughs> Either way, I you so you picked Gerard. I picked Gerard Butler because I like that he was a tactical dude. I'm a little upset because when you first see him, like Rick Ryan says, it took ten freaking years for him to pull this whole thing off. Yeah, his initial reaction may have been vengeance, but he didn't act on it at all. Right, he just kind of let it take its course. He pleaded with his lawyer, but I feel like if he could have pulled all this stuff off, the two-sided version, like both sides of the coin where he's like, pretends to be this meek whoever, and then he's like, gotcha, like you almost <laughs> let me out the door, you dumb asshole, like <laughs> I just can I may have murdered two dudes and you just let me out of bail and go home, like fuck you. <laughs> That's the same guy. Yeah. I'm 38. I haven't changed that much in 10 years. I've changed a lot, but not like a whole different person. Maybe because my wife and daughter were murdered, but at the end of the day, he was already in the CIA. He already been this like legend in the CIA, mm-hmm. to where the agents are like, "Yeah, we kill people." This guy ends people. You want someone dead? He kills them without being around. He's a freaking genius. Yeah. So he's already like, he's an established person at this point, right? So the fact that he doesn't, he fails to convince Jamie Fox. Like, the one thing he doesn't know is the court system then, right? Because you think if you knew at that point, this isn't new. This case isn't a brand new... This isn't the thing. Jimmy Fox's character even admits, "Uh, this is the way it works. This this is how... Just deal with that shit. Yeah. Like, we cut a deal. He's like... He's like, we cut a deal. We at least get one of them. He goes, I already did. And that's where he's like, 
all right, you're dead. I'm fuck, you're you're fucked in ten years. Yeah, but yeah. like, <laughs> you're yeah. But well, he actually he isn't. He's the only one who isn't. Actually, <laughs> yeah, but him. somehow, like Jamie Foxx is the one that wins. I think it's and... because I think he thinks. I was gonna get into that with why I think his favorite character too. Like, why doesn't he kill Jamie Foxx's character? Because because the handshake. If he's watching the whole handshake, like we as an audience are, it's not real. He didn't really go. We're friends. Yeah. He was like, "Get the fuck away from but me!" But like Gerard Butler but he was shouldn't pretty have done far it. away, and all he sees is the handshake. He and sees then the handshake. Sees the you see his reaction, but you also see him as a slow cut, and then the camera like has people in front of it, and then you see him. You don't know. He may have watched the whole damn thing and caught it, and was having the decision of like, he shook his hand. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. He may not have intended to. Hmm. You know he. May not have. He was too far away to hear that little exchange, right? right? But at the end of the day, he was trying to change. Maybe he purposely changes his character, like through this whole thing, like like damages him to do the right thing in the court system, and purposely makes him the DA. Okay. To then facilitate change in the system that way in Philly. Maybe his end game was, I get killed because. Yeah, why is he surviving? At a different, at a different point. Because, literally, everything in his life is gone. He's he's retired from his old life. He's living with his wife and his kid, his daughter, and they're gone. So ten years yeah. later, he's just finishing his mission, his final mission of fixing, while well, trying to repair a system he thinks is broken. And instead of killing him, he's the only well, him and the other DA are the only ones that survive. <laughs> that I kept thinking that bomb, that other guy was. Stuff. Uh, one of the cops from the Dark Knight. <laughs> I kept thinking he was like the cop that was like getting ready to like try and beat up the Joker. Yeah, and I was he like, was kind of like that. Well, not yeah. him. Well, he's <laughs> from uh, he's like from Star Trek: Next Generation. He's in he a lot like of the, stuff. The security guy. He's not my favorite the, character. Yeah, I don't like him in this one. He plays a little too one dimensional for me. The cop that like he's cocky and whatever, but he's just not. He's not enough. He doesn't yeah. seem intelligent enough. <laughs> my. My favorite character, and it's probably 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 mortar. Get the words out. With uh, it's probably just for some dumb reasons that I've seen him in other movies, and I just always like him. Is Bruce McGill as okay. the original DA? Mm-hmm. I just liked his character. Like he he understood what the system was currently, and he was trying to talk to Jamie Fox, and he was like just. Go get this done. Like get the mattress. You know, and like he's like, you don't have to worry about winning every single one, you know. But you know, if you want to, you can. You know. Yeah. He was. He just seemed like a good character, a good yeah. person. To kind of like don't like that he bit. dies too, because like, I mean, he's he's part of the problem, right? But at the end of the day, he's still trying to like he like just get why what are you doing get. The, fucking mattress like let's get through yeah what we need to get him to get confessed to confess this to get this yeah. thing over with. Yeah. He, he was the one that was also sitting there going like he's already you know done this yeah. why would you even test him at this point right you know he was like he just did this like he just stabbed a guy with a stake like bone like <laughs> right. he's done he's done yeah, the whole with timing the, thing with, with the, the one porterhouse stake he That's was like pretty you're really badass. gonna like he's like you're really gonna push it for like five minutes to get down there and they're like run it again and x-ray the stake and it's like yeah he was the one that was trying to see both dumb. he was trying to see both sides yeah. the warden by the way was 
directly playing the warden from Shawshank. Like, it was oh. the same. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Completely arrogant, unaware of, like, how much smarter the inmate is than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, get, yeah, that's why he kept saying stuff like, you know, and until you get the confession, he does have the power. Yeah. Because the whole line they keep proving there, like, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. prove right. Yeah. You know, and I just liked his character. I've seen him in some other things, and... Like, one of the main ones that I've seen that nobody else in the world ever likes this movie. It's a golf movie. The Legend of Bagger Vance. I love that movie. He played Walter Hagen. Yeah. And for some reason, that was, like, one of those movies that my parents were like, you can watch this movie. Like, it, like we had a movie, like, a TV in the back of a van or a ex, uh, Ford ex- Expedition. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, one of the movies we always had. Yeah. So it was like, we're just all going to watch Legend of Bagger Vance again? Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I like that. I like Will him. Is, in, I like him more than I like Matt Damon's character. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's it's like Bagger Vance is not the character you know that you're supposed to necessarily like, right? But you do. And then refresh my memory on that because you watched it a million times. <laughs> is he legitimately in all those scenes, or is he like a figment of what's his name's imagination? I, it kind of. I haven't done like a deep dive into like trying to figure out if he's like always there or if he's watched that as a but he's definitely some kind of ghostish character. Yeah, because like you, you it implies that he's there like as a in some scenes, but then I go my memory is vague of it. But like other scenes, I feel like they showed again like the scene where he's walking up on him and he's just hitting balls and the best place I thought was it's like his place to be right down the middle and like is he there? Clearly. Other people see him during the golf tournament. Right, yeah. And he's there as a real person. But then in the end, he shows up again, like, from a distance just waving, and you can tell that it's him. It's like a silhouette. But that's been, like, however many years later, because the little kid is, like, 80 years old now. Right. So, like, it's clearly he's some type of... The legend of Bagger Man. So I'm thinking it's, like, just... The idea of him. The idea. Yeah, it's it's really one of those things you can interpret it. But... Yeah. Bruce McGill in that movie plays Walter Hagen, who mm-hmm. was a phenomenal professional golfer, won every single tournament yeah. that is out there, legendary already. And Bruce mm-hmm. McGill plays him, and I've seen him as I've seen Walter Hagen mm-hmm. in other movies about golf too, and they're always portrayed the same way, like some kind of guy that's like side hustling or trying to, yeah. like, you know, like I don't have to worry about winning tournaments anymore. I can go make money doing trick shots or just playing celebrity events. You should go do this. Right. And for some reason I gravitated towards him in that movie. Even like, I think he shows up in like time cop <laughs> and I'm like, I like this guy. He is in time cop. I don't know why I like him. <laughs> like he like, a, he's like, he has that, uh, Seth Rogen effect where you're like, his character in Lincoln I'm rooting for this best. guy. I don't know why. His character in Lincoln is the one who finally like says what the audience is saying, like, "Will you stop talking?" Like he keeps telling these awesome stories, yeah. and his character like jumps in and is like, "Is like, ah, oh, finally!" Just I'm just like walks away during yeah. one of the stories because he's just tired of these drawn out <laughs> stories. Lincoln, I yeah, thought you thought I was going to go somewhere else, but I didn't go. But there. He, <laughs> he's in a lot of movies where he's like some kind of a general or an attorney, or yeah. you know, he he's somebody with some kind of power. Yep. And in this movie, I liked that he was trying to see both sides. He was trying to let the audience understand why this stuff happens, like why why people that have hostages are going to negotiate because they have power until you can find a way to get them. Either you have to take them out or you can get them to come peacefully. So right. like he was showing that side of it and he was 
likable enough with his delivery of the character. And again, he's an actor that for me, it's one of the only actors out there that I see. I'm like, mm, I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope he lives. And then he doesn't. He's a good character. Actor. He gets He's blown up by a, like a, a military like version of Wally. He gets shot with like a Wally like <laughs> machine gun, and then he gets like reverse like bomb. Uh, no, no, he got shot. No, no, no. With the thing that all the bullets that that gun had, <laughs> right? And he survived and, that. And he, he was survived. still alive. And the rocket. And he gave it the rocket missile launcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, it's supposed to be a machine the- to defuse a bomb. But it shot a rocket instead. Yeah, he, he weaponized the bomb defusing <laughs> just crazy. robot. Yeah. So Ryan, your favorite character is Gerard Butler and why? Well, I'm just still like I'm impressed you didn't you went that route. That's I am call. too. And that he got so much airtime. He did. <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce McGill. Yeah. I was uh I was shocked. You got no. more I think we went longer on him than we did on uh both Billy Zane and uh, no. Hasselhoff. No, Billy- <laughs> we went oh, for like two hours on Billy Zane. <laughs> We're gonna bring it back. We're not gonna get started on him. And Billy Zane's coming back. I just meant like on the side. Not we did home movie the Phantom where he's in it. But We're referencing his Back um, to the Future moments. I mean, all of me wants to just say Gerard Butler's my favorite character. Right. Um, it. I feel like it would be easy to I mean, say that. As long but, as you don't say Jamie Foxx, we'll be okay with you. <laughs> but here's the thing. I do like Jamie Foxx's character's progression through this movie. He goes from a kind of just a selfish jerk who's all about himself and whatever he can get. So I just to, told you not to pick Jamie Foxx and you're picking Jamie Foxx. Yes. <laughs> to... Finally, almost being humanized by seeing the people that he works with and cares about killed to almost doing exactly what Gerard Butler's character doing is vengeance for what he's lost. Hmm. Butler's character has a little bit more, I guess, umph to it because he's more so fighting against a system. Um, but I think Jamie Foxx's character is fighting for that system as well, for what is good in the justice system. Right. Which, I don't know how much is actually good, but... The parts that he believes the in. The parts that he believes in. He's yeah. fighting for some semblance of good in the justice system because he doesn't want it ripped apart. Maybe that's because he doesn't want to lose his job and, he, more, and that his living is the justice system. Like the, the early version of him feels like that. Like yes. He's, yeah, he's, exactly. He's navigated a way to be successful within the system the way mm-hmm. it is. And he's adapted to it. And he's been winning cases and making money. His yeah. yeah, he has like his a family safe. You know, like that's it's above 95%. But, uh, right. but when Way they have that conversation outside the prison, when um, Butler tells him that he want, he's going to just destroy the system, bring it all the way down. Yeah. On top of his head. On top of his head. He, <laughs> I feel like biblical. he takes that as like, biblical. this biblical. is my life. Like, and, and they even talk, like his daughter even says, like, what happens when daddy's on the phone? He's working, like, work and this is his life. Mm-hmm. When Butler says that, it's like, you're trying to take down everything that I am and everything that I care about. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, that's when I say... His character moves from it's all about me to it's all about what I believe in. And so I see there's a difference between the two. Um, granted, I don't think his character is the best. Like, I don't, like, yeah. he doesn't yeah. make the most progression from where he started to where he ends. Like, he kind of 
ends like an and I, I would too, I would kind but, of like to have seen his character also facilitate change in the system. Yeah, I agree. And like, because you could see there's a hint of like him recognizing that Clyde's not wrong. Yeah, right. Clyde was wronged. Right. Like yeah. His, well, his, his first conversation him. with him, he's like, he turns off the cameras and he sits down. And he's like, I agree with Bravo. You. You killed two really bad no people. Gonna, no like he, we tried to put away for life, you know. Yeah, bravo. No, no like, I'm not going to cry over think it. what he's doing at four is wrong. Is that my hour 14? It is your hour 14, oh. sir. For the first time. <laughs> like, oh. That's the thing. He doesn't think what Butler's character is, like, why he's doing it is wrong. He thinks what, like, the method of action that he's pursuing this is wrong. Yeah. He, he, like, agrees with them, but yeah. he also knows that the system is established. Yeah. He has to follow the rules, mm-hmm. and by doing what what Clyde did, he already is in... He's fucked. He's, he's guilty of killing people. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not your family had been murdered, and you murdered other people that deserve to be killed, doesn't mean... You're allowed to do it in yeah. our society. But, yeah. I mean, if we want to look at it this way, Jamie Foxx's character ends up doing exactly what Gerard Butler did. Because would you consider the fact that he took a bomb and put it in his 100%. cell as he's killing this guy? Yeah. Granted, yeah. he took the law in his own hands. Yeah. Gerard Butler's character so did not he did. actually get convicted in court exactly. of all the things yeah. that he did. So it's crazy that he actually, it kind of comes a little full circle that... Yeah. He ends up killing the guy who's doing all the killing for this one reason. Right. Mm-hmm. He blows up. And also, to be fair, I don't remember them evacuating that prison. Oh, right? No. They didn't. And like, was he the only one in solitary? <laughs> I guess he dug a I bunch mean, of holes there. I, but I, I'm pretty I, sure I he did all like the How many himself. people just got blown up? He yeah, just walked away from a huge explosion. I kept calling it isolated fire. confinement, but it's solitary. He, <laughs> to be clear, also, the, guy, the bomb guy was like, it's going to take out this floor and the one above us. And the one above us. In this big-ass yeah. building. Well, and then you see the whole it blows up, you're like... Man, that's a pretty big bomb. I ho- it reminded me. Oh, that 30 seconds when he's running down the hall to get into his cell. He's like, yeah. get out, please. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of the explosion in the Matrix. Like when the elevator comes down and like the door is like bouncing away. I was like, I feel like that's the same explosion from a bomb versus an elevator landing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. what was blowing up in the Matrix? I can't even remember. <laughs> was there that's a bunch right. of C4 in the bag? That scene with Jamie Foxx reminded me of the... Uh, the Lonely Island Cool Guys Don't Look at Explosions video. <laughs> We're just yeah. walking away, and clearly he's going to be shitting himself in that explosion. <laughs> he's just yeah. like, I can't do this. And plus, Gerard Butler's sitting, and explosions literally well, underneath him, behind him. And, and then, just, and, and then like, in the other guys face, with Will Ferrell. Like, <laughs> Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, like, how yeah. do people walk away from explosions? <laughs> I can't hear anything. So, like, <laughs> Jamie Foxx just goes to a recital and like, I can't even hear it. <laughs> he's in there he's like my daughter's great she's amazing yeah. I can't hear it at all there's she's a ringing you know damn well like it's... that's what he hears is like the great version his daughter's like she's <laughs> <laughs> just hearing like <laughs> she's not yo-yo ma with the cello she's screwing that thing up <laughs> he's like beautiful 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 like his wife's just looking at him like I don't think she's been practicing his wife's like, she's oh, been making French toast every morning. Looks his wife and she's plugging her ears. It's <laughs> like, why are you plugging her ears? This is great. So, we all opened our beers now. I didn't open mine yet. Oh. Do it. 
I totally thought that you had picked up your beer, but that was still the old fashioned. Yes. <laughs> Mostly syrup at this point. <laughs> syrup. Yeah, or it's, simple syrup. You just picked up your simple syrup orange slice wow. drink. <laughs> I'm actually nervous I won't be able to taste this beer. I mean, the citrus in the beer, too. It's just, it might be, yeah, right. The beer has a blood orange on the front here. <laughs> no, it's a grapefruit. I don't know. It's grapefruit? redacted. <laughs> See said, yeah. Citrus redacted. So, Ryan, you brought the beer. It's a Westbrook. I'm thinking you're yeah. right about there being blood oranges because there's two ninjas slicing stuff up and a grapefruit wouldn't be as cool as a blood orange. Yeah, I just saw ninjas. I, I just saw oranges and blood. Dude, that's enough. I just saw ninjas and my kid's obsessed with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, anything that's got ninjas on it, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> well, I'm going to write that's down ninjas and mutant and turtles. I am not a- unhappy with that reason. <laughs> that's good we are not watching any of the Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> If I had oh. seen this, if I saw ninjas too, I'd have seen it. Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle Turtles? Turtle What about that movie? Try that again. No, I'm saying, what about that I like movie? Like, you try to redo the order. I guarantee you. Turtles. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you. You made everything, you I everything okay. I guarantee you, you we looked that movie. up and somebody <laughs> has made like a fan film that they like changed it to that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what is this? Right. <laughs> Some ninjas that turned into mutant turtle things? Yeah. That's weird. But no, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Number two, Secret no, Views. I think I picked this out because I do enjoy Westbrook. I used to drink their um, their IPA and their Gosa a lot. Mm. And so I was... I can't remember what I was looking for, but I was just looking around and I saw Westbrook. I'm like, ooh, let me try to find their just base IPA. Couldn't find it, right. and then I saw this. I saw a ninja, and I saw swords. Then I saw the cat. And then out. I saw it was an IPA. <laughs> not a teenage ninja mutant turtle. Then I saw it was an IPA, and I was like, "Okay, I'll get it." You like it? Checked all the boxes. <laughs> yeah, it, it says, the- and it's and I literally when it said Imperial IPA, I said, "Okay, there's no way I'm not walking out of here without this." You're like. <laughs> This beer is unfiltered and may be hazy. <laughs> solid. <laughs> Love right. it. But no, it's good. I mean, it's a solid IPA with that citrus kick to it like we always like. It reminds me a lot about the Lupulus. Loopulus? <laughs> how did we say it? How did we I don't know. You Googled you how to say it. How did, how did we determine Loop, it? You pronounced it loop of the eyeless. And you like, been, you added a letter. I've been messing <laughs> up a eyeless. lot of, I've been messing up a lot of words than I though, so. <laughs> yeah, it would fit right. I like how you pronounced it correctly though on this first try. <laughs> Loopulus. Is it, is it right? <laughs> yeah. That's how I guess. It reminds me a lot of the Loopulus. I mean, I didn't, I didn't make the beer and make that be the name of it, so I don't really, you know. <laughs> who knows? Sometimes words Ryan's like, like who supposed knows? to be pronounced completely different. This is America. <laughs> we can fuck up words all the time on purpose. <laughs> I just like to mess up stuff on purpose sometimes too. So mm-hmm. you never know. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, solid beer though. Yeah, stays good. right on that same kind of hazy IPA train. We like to. It just stays on the IPA train that we go for. Except <laughs> so, for the acai. So I haven't really mentioned my brother much yet, but we're going to get him on here eventually. And he's going to come in and bring a beer. And I'm going to be like, why did you bring like a porter in the middle of August or September? And it's like, no, it'll, it'll start to make sense. It's like a breakfast stout. It's like, <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring a breakfast, breakfast stout at 11 o'clock in the summer. <laughs> Just, mmm. Yeah. 
really gets me ready to go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Perfect. I'm go well, I was like drinking a beer now. and I was like, I don't like any of these IPAs. There's a lot of stuff I would buy that weren't these IPAs, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to walk away. There's <laughs> IPAs. <laughs> right now is the time for IPAs. Right now is the perfect time for IPAs. I actually really totally. enjoyed this. I thought I wasn't going to be able to taste anything. Because I had my tongue You don't taste your ninja <laughs> you don't, He's like, I don't taste the ninja star. <laughs> this tastes like if I if I cut a blood orange in half with a, a katana blade. That's how good it is. <laughs> Just pour that into your uh, simple it's syrup that's left over from your old fashioned. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I dip the katana blade. That's Hansen. All right. So, did anybody have a specific scene? Getting back, like bringing it back to the oh, movie. Oh, for the characters. Or just for the movie I'm in talking, general. Well, for mine, for Gerard Butler, there's a couple I thought were like, oh, this is going to be my favorite scene, and then it was replaced by other ones. But I really think the one where he, the courtroom scene where he, like, convinces the judge to get him, like, yeah. let him go home. I yeah. actually and then she's totally mid, agree with you. And he <laughs> and, and basically just throws her way out of the bus in public. Yeah. And it's like, what are you, retarded? Like, you, I was going to, you were about to let me go? Like, yeah. I'm, I clearly That's, did this. That's my favorite scene, and, too. <laughs> but it, I like that it doubles as two things, right? He promised uh, Jamie Foxx's character a confession, mm-hmm. and that's where it happens, mm-hmm. right? But he also takes down the judge at the same time. Yeah. I think that's like, that kind of, to me, solidifies his genius and his methodology. Because that where else would you be able to pull off any kind of change if not in the public courtroom with people behind you watching and cameras and uh the, you know the media around you can't hide that she can't if it's behind like the you know the judge the judge's like office or whatever like they're having the other conversation yeah. that's a place you can hide stuff where she gets murdered but, well i also think that scene establishes what he's fighting for right because that's what i'm saying like it bef- grounds before his purpose. Then, like before then he's the best place to do he it he kills the guy mm. you just think Oh, he's pissed! Like he's finally getting his right. and then he guy. sends the video to yeah. Jamie Foxx's house. And then well, it's surprising court- because after that is the vengeance. Yeah, and he thinks it's he's like, yeah, that's who you think this is. Yeah, after all this, like that's the scene where I was convinced he's taking mm-hmm. the system down, not just avenging exactly. his daughter's death. Or exactly, because that, that I think that's a turning point between Which is like, why I was when like, he's just pissed. I and can't when believe Jamie like, Foxx's character is so dumb at this point. Yeah, <laughs> he's just be smarter than this. <laughs> yeah, he should have yeah. had that. Should have been his turning point too. That's what he's doing. He's taking down the system, yeah. not just trying to get rid of it. Well, I don't think at that point he he realized it because the system hadn't been attacked yet. Well, he that's what I'm saying. Like he he well, example well, sets, switches gears in the middle, standing up and is defending he, himself in court. But but Gerard Butler's character is experiencing that. Jamie Foxx's character hasn't experienced any change yet. Like right. Gerard Butler knows what he's fighting for. Like this is what he's saying. But Jamie Foxx's character, like, until he experiences that loss of people in the system that right. he works in. Right. All the people that had been harmed or murdered you would think before it, that scene were all the bad guys yeah. and the lawyer of the bad guys. I mean, guys. it drives the plot forward, mm-hmm. and it's necessary, what he does, what those extra seats. Yeah. Because it's more and more, and it pushes it farther. But, like, an ex- a really smart lawyer should have seen that. Mm-hmm. Should have recognized Especially that. somebody that's like that close to being the Who DA. Who had already <laughs> been through every step of Gerard's plan so far and like seen that he's committed. And then he was like convincing because he just did the, the 180 where he gave him a 
not actual confession. Well, that's, I mean. And it was like, nope. I don't think you might want to clear your whole schedule today and tomorrow. Like, that court scene is before he even killed the other lawyer. Yeah. It's before anything happened, so. Well, I mean, he didn't, he hadn't killed them. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm, or even the judge, obviously. But what I'm saying is, like, he'd already established that he is playing a game. game. He's, he's doing, he has a purpose. And it's not just. just said the exact same thing at the exact same time. We just glossed over that. That was exactly the same time. I might not be able to differentiate when I go to the edit. But um, (laughs) when he goes to edit me, like purposely slash not purposely messing up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) I'm going to polish that part up and leave it there. Teenage Ninja Mutant. There'll be no edit for that. Mm. (laughs) Good thing you only have to walk. Down I was like, look, yard. I wrote it right. I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you only wrote four letters. Well, because I was going to make fun of just the TMNT movie. For a second, it's I was like looking at it upside down. I thought you wrote turtle without an E. I was like, actually, you forgot the E. <laughs> and then I realized you wrote TMNT. Actually, you wrote your T's upside down and you forgot an E. <laughs> you wrote your L's weird, man. That's an M. It's like, wait, why are you even writing down notes? We're not going to care about it. Ryan's just going to pick a movie and then we're going to go from there. Exactly. He's I'm like, pretty sure Ryan's yeah, Ninja locking Assassin, in Teenage so. Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, I'm not locking that in. Ninja, Ninja Assassin? Number two, Secret of the Ooze. I mean, it's already been said three times. <laughs> so so I did write down it's Ninja. It's a ton of fun. <laughs> there was, that one is a fun movie, even though it's brutal. But it's so, it's so just insane. One, Dimensional. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's nothing else but just a. And it's All like it is. I remember. I remember that movie specifically because just a really quick tiny side gender. I used to play Ninja Gaiden all the time, and like I, I've got an Xbox 360. I think at this point when that movie came out. And Ninja Gaiden 2 was out, and people all Gaiden. I call it Gaiden, whatever. I'm sure what it's called. Gaiden, Gaiden, GIF, GIF, whatever. Yeah, it goes either way. <laughs> either way, that movie. The second one was so sad. <laughs> He, he was like, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to have a buzzword. I was, <laughs> he was like, hey, even if I say it one time, it's going to be a consistent three right. episodes in a row. Yep. So I'm playing Ninja Gaiden 2, and there's a there's like these weapons, the flails, were like nunchucks and blades, and you're just slicing dudes in half and heads off and stuff. And I was like, I watched the trailer for Ninja Assassin, and I was like, Ninja means assassin. This is an assassin of assassins. <laughs> this is so awesome. And then you flick the... the and then you go oh. see the movie and you're like, yes. Yeah. And then the movie starts at a, like a 10 seconds in. A guy's it has no cut, story. Like, an angle. It's just about this guy <laughs> cutting other people oh. in half or in quarter. Just cutting people into pieces. Into pieces. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the same one where he like suddenly is able to heal himself? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like in the ambulance. He's like, no, I got it. I'll just make a triangle. The... Circle, yeah, square. He has some sort of ancient ninja power. <laughs> it's like, oh, he has a power now. Where he can heal rapidly. Yeah. He's literally a character from Ninja Gaiden Gaiden. Got it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I just I was need a potion. He like, a, like a potion, like a blue potion. He just chugged it. <laughs> <laughs> he was, was like, like in Fable where there's like a guy that's like, by the way, your health bar is low. You do you have any potions or food? <laughs> it's like, and for the record, speaking of that, Max Payne with... With what, uh, uh, Marky Wal- Mark Wahlberg? Marky Mark. They missed an opportunity where he was like, gets shot six times and then just chucks some pain carolers and he's healed. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> fireball whiskey. Just here we go. Right. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so what Ryan, do you have a different favorite scene than that? Or, <clears throat> or is it your same scene from your favorite character yeah. turning? I mean, turning I, I enjoy that scene where you just see fear on everybody's faces. And I feel like that's kind of the turning point of the movie where. 
Jamie Foxx's character kind of becomes the hero, or you're kind of rooting for him, but then Gerard <laughs> Butler be kind of becomes the villain, but, I mean, you're still rooting for him because you think the justice sucks. Gerard Butler's character is three-dimensional. We also yeah, Jamie Foxx's character is, like, one for, like, 18 minutes in the movie, then he's sort of two, but back to one, and then... yeah. Eventually, it becomes a two-dimensional character, but never yeah. really that good. He quickly <laughs> becomes a two-dimensional character. We were also yeah. coming off the hills of 300 and Gamer, where we were like, Gerard Butler's the hero. Gerard Butler, <laughs> he was in his stride of this movie. <laughs> Gamer, I thought, if you just isolate just his character and his thing in that movie, phenomenal. Well acted, and like the concept was cool. Like You could get that he was controlled. and Yeah. And well, was. I, I was on the trivia thing of IMDb, and apparently... Gerard Butler was actually cast as the Jamie Foxx role before the movie That's amazing. Like started. And then there's like, if you go back and look at all the interviews when they were doing the press, like they've flip-flopped their story. But apparently one of the actors basically asked to play the other role. Or they were like, what if I played this role? And the director was like, love it. Go ahead and switch it up. And so they both have taken credit for like, Jamie Foxx is like, well, I wanted to play the lawyer instead of playing the villain. And then Gerard Butler was like, well, I'd rather play the villain instead of the lawyer. So it's like, who actually... How much of this film was done the other way around? I would love to see it. No, it was before they actually filmed anything. But it was like... I just think it would be cool if they did a different version. No matter what, Gerard Butler was a producer on the film. Yeah. And so he had some say in it. And and like somebody came to him or he came up with the idea and it was decided, it'd be pretty good if you were this character that people are... Trying to root for, but not really. He's an anti. Anti-hero. After seeing it and realizing Jamie Foxx wasn't as strong in this one, yeah, and his this version. This is also. I think that the harder character is Gerard Butler's character to pull off. To pull off in general, so I don't think Jamie Foxx would have been as good if they had reversed. Gerard would have nailed the lawyer role, but it didn't seem like enough on paper for him script wise. Yeah, you know, it was. After seeing how well he did in this, it, it would be interesting to see it from a different point, which brings us straight into the reboot, recast, like preboot of this movie. Like, if you were going to recast it and flip it or something, like who else would you see pulling off that kind of a role? I don't know. I don't know. If- it, it doesn't seem a very specific Gerard Butler ish. Where like I could, I could see other actors pulling both of these characters. I don't. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Foxx doesn't crush this role. So you could sub him out with pretty much anybody. What if it was like Denzel Washington? 100%. If it was in the 90s, it would have been Denzel. Oh, you Why see, couldn't it be Denzel? I could Denzel see Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> being uh, it could Cumberbatch. Be or Batch. I like Botch. Botch. Yeah. It sounds more proper. Any actor that sounds more like the way he would say type it. Character. Yeah. I mean, I could even see like Mark Ruffalo pulling off the yeah. lawyer or the other character. Hmm. I could see but, Mark Ruffalo being Bruce McGill's character. But the question, <laughs> yeah. the question is, would you reboot it? Or would you redo it? And like does I was it, saying... Is it really worth not, redoing? It's good because we like it. It's not good because America is obsessed with this movie right. to where we need to reboot it. I think that the themes of the movie, which we can talk about, does it hold up, is worth rebooting. Mm-hmm, especially yeah. right now with kind of the political, social environment <laughs> we're in. Except for martial law. That part doesn't hold up. Yeah. No. <laughs> but... Well, I mean, you can call that quarantine. And also, I honestly, <laughs> if you've seen Suicide Squad... Well, I'm going to write this down. I don't think it's going to stick for long, but <laughs> yeah. good luck. Yeah, there would be a future where everyone like gets trapped in their homes and they can't come out of their houses for a while. But, I, I mean, you could... <laughs> also wearing a mask. You could reboot the idea 
um, just fighting against the justice system, which I, I think there's plenty of movies that can do that. Because like, that's like I was saying about Fracture. It's yeah. like it's not necessarily going against the justice system, but it's somebody trying to beat that justice system by right. understanding it to a level where. That right. character goes in it's and he's like... not a new thing. He doesn't yeah, have a lawyer. Yeah, but he's enough. trying to beat the system. He's trying to change the system. Well, there's like well he's trying to destroy it. He's trying to change it. it by beating it and then yeah. destroying it well, from the ground up. Well, he's trying to beat up. it up. Yeah. He's, yeah. Trying to, he's trying to beat it up. He's trying to kick it into a well. But I wish... style. I wish... I think this movie would have landed <laughs> harder if instead of just blowing him up with a bomb, he legitimately changed yeah. the fucking system. Because nothing about it changed. It's just... He is that is that the ending of like uncut gems for me? <laughs> no one learns shit at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Very simple, right? It's like we want oh. you like expect this dramatic like thing, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, that that happened. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the end of uncut gems. Where like, so did you watch it by the way? Mm. Oh. No. So we won't ruin it, but basically, it's a movie that doesn't need to exist. We already put on. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that don't need to exist. Yeah. It's like the guide beer of movies. <laughs> By the way, I finally got back at my boss's. I'm not going to name them on this podcast, but they little ones who like mentioned it was a hard movie to watch, and I got into. So I watched it, and then we talked about it like two days ago, and I was like, "Yeah, I got a bone to pick with you guys for that." <laughs> I watched yeah, that movie. I've been working on this. And Brad goes, theory. "You didn't hear me say I'll never watch it again." <laughs> <laughs> Crap, I used yeah, to. but yeah, so, it's but it's one of those movies that ends, and you're just like, "There's there's no closure. There's no." no. Like, I don't really know where this story goes from yeah. there. Yeah. Like, and that's how this was. It was like, I mean, it goes forward with Jamie Foxx's character becoming more of I mean, I suppose a you better husband and father, but, but there's another no version of something. There's no change in the this, system. There's nothing that, that actually changes. It's yeah. Gerard Butler's trying to defeat a system that is actually, wrong. If there's a sequel, there'd be someone inspired by his character. Who legit goes farther to change the system? I feel like I it would be. Movie. I feel like it would be very much like the Dark Knight Rises versus the Dark Knight, because this would be like the Dark Knight, where all this stuff is happening to try and change it yeah. and to try and put all these gangsters into prison and you know try and beat that system. And then there's eight years that go on, and there's this like version of Gotham City that's just like it's better, or is it? You know. We don't really know, and then you start seeing behind that again, yeah. and you start yeah. seeing why that system still has to come crashing down, mm-hmm. which we will definitely talk about a lot more when we do that franchise. Yeah, for sure. Like next week. We'll, we'll but that's the only thing I, I mean, think I I'm would... Down. The only The only connection <laughs> I could see... tackle Batman already? Teenage Ninja Mutant You make a good point. Or I don't Bat- think it's... Or Man I don't think Bat. it's actually going to be a rebooted movie. I think it's going to be left as no. this film. Yeah. And the only way I would see another one, and it's, it's sad because, like, Gerard Butler's character is strong, but Jamie Foxx's isn't it. So, you know, the sequel yeah. would just be like a B-movie sequel straight to DVD mm-hmm. version. You know what I mean? There probably was one. We just don't know it. Probably like the Shaggy DA. <laughs> or like two episodes of, like, the Phantom. <laughs> I think the one <laughs> no thing one I just wish. <laughs> oh, a miniseries. <laughs> that there would have been kind of on the hold up part of it. It's very relevant to today and in, yeah. in our justice system. That, that I just wish that in this movie there would have been some, I guess, resolution to it. Because it, we still don't know. Like in the movie, if you're taking that context, you still don't know if anything's changed. You just know that it was messed up. A guy tried to break it down. 
He his killed some good people got, and some bad his people. His plans got destroyed and he died. Yeah. Is that changing the system? Probably not. Hmm. I mean, it's it's just a heavy movie yeah. overall. Like again, we got fully off the fun movie train into this movie that's yeah. like fully off. It doesn't have an ending that tells you exactly where it's trying to go. There's no it, like established hero because the they're both sort of like two different sides of the same mm-hmm. coin of an anti-hero. Because mm-hmm. so it's like having two faces coin. It's like if it's a right. uh, heads up. Like Jimmy know. Fox is the DA. <laughs> but I mean, other so than that, like, you really don't like the way he's handling shit 80% of the film until towards the end when he finally gets his shit together. And that's the same time that you really are rooting for for Clyde's character, you know, Clyde to be like, he got wrong that he's exacting vengeance and he's trying to make a change in the system. He's doing something and sacrificing himself to do it. It's one of also those... Also other people. It's like, <laughs> like, I feel like what you're trying to say is that it's one of those movies that you kind of want to see the bad guy win. It's like Avengers Infinity yeah. War. Like, you... In those superhero movies, you never want to see the bad guy win, but that's the only movie. Yeah, like one that, of, you one can, of the you can only movies to Thanos that I can think of recently of what he's doing, even though you don't that, agree with killing billions yeah, of people. But that's one of those movies that, like, the bad guy. How many of those movies do you have come to your mind where the bad guy wins? Right, there's not many. Like, there's not a lot of them. But I mean, and I guess this would have been like, a good one. I guess it's. He's, it it kind of reminded me a little bit. It's not as good as Tarantino movies, but it's kind of in that vein where every freaking character is a douche. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Tarantino films, name a movie that he's made where you think every character is like pure, right? They've all done something graphic or beyond, you know, maybe justified on some angle, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, they've done some bad shit. I literally... Just got Not done legal. watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before we came up here. And I was just right. like, what a crazy movie. Yeah. <laughs> we got a crazy movie next. <laughs> so we had a fun movie. We had a dark movie. Yeah, but yeah. Right, we're trying movie. to establish what we do or change <laughs> up our genres. Nope. <laughs> I mean. No, we're all over the place and I like it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's like, I love it. But yeah, I, I think it holds up, and it's one of those movies that it's been done in different ways. Yeah, like like I was saying with the fracture movie, the system's broken. Movie, like, let's see how we know, can take it down or try to fix it. And, and it's fail. <laughs> going to happen again, and it it's not going to be in the same vein as this, where it's like, oh, this person's family got murdered, and that's why they're on this like killing spree to try and then bring down the entire system that allowed his killer this killer to go free or whatever. But there is going to be some version of this that can, it's a, it's a through line that's going to come up more times. Right. And it's, but it's never going to be totally redone or rebooted, but recasting it could have been a little bit fun, but you basically would just come up with like some type of two A-list stars to fill Mm -hmm. it in. Like I was saying, like Denzel Washington versus Tom Cruise. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've watched too many Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, yeah. he's stuck in my brain for the next a year left. and a half. <laughs> I got still a huge catalog, man. Yeah, there's also a large catalog for Denzel Washington movies. I, there is. This. I'm not. I would never yeah. argue with that. I was actually thinking about Inside Man as one of those like cerebral kind of movies where, oh. where you <laughs> exactly you have a hard time picking out who's the villain, who's a good guy. And, oh, that is. 
I mean, Denzel's character is never actually a villain, no, in my he's opinion. Not. But you, at some point, start thinking. Uh, I'll say one of the only ones that he's been a villain that I can think of is Training Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. and he's just insane in that movie. Yeah, but even then, like his character at some point was a heroic character, mm-hmm. you know. And even then, you're like, he's still a cop. Like, I want to think he's. I want to think he's going to be good. He's going to be good, you know. But yeah. Yeah, Denzel's a God, this guy's an acting beast. <laughs> legendary. He's absolutely freaking legendary. But I I mean, I think we have done a good job at wrapping up Law Abiding Citizen. Yeah. I agree. Not a fun movie. No. Has a anti hero. Good, good movie. Not really in any good guys. <laughs> no, but there's a guy that becomes better at the end, but he's not necessarily a yeah. good guy. There's a, there's a significant part of you that like wants to be on his side and go like i i get it i would want to be in his shoes if i had nothing else left yeah sacrifice myself take down the system but i, you're like, I have quite those skills <laughs> you're like, i don't have the skills the access to, to extract puffer fish to weaponized fin. yeah right <laughs> i might be able to pull that off like after training and practice because <laughs> it's at least whoa, whoa, at least whoa, a culinary <laughs> thing you know what i mean are you talking about the sushi chefs that pull that off well they they supposedly train for a long time to be able to, to remove the poison and use how to break down a fish but i know how fish anatomy works like i know how to debone and fillet fish i know the mm. basics of it so, so you're like closest, to do i don't fish. know how to turn a bomb <laughs> uh diffusing robot into robot uh, radio control or a remote control. He's like, yeah, but I can go watch. Weapon. So I can go watch like Robot Wars or whatever that shit. <laughs> right. What is that? Battlebots or something like that. That show. I, yes. <laughs> Battlebots and like you have a uh, Bill Nye on there. It pops up. He's like, well, this Battlebot has a like Adam Savage get banned from that it. show because his robot was too good. <laughs> it's like nope. robot yeah. in- you can't be on here. Yeah, the robot <laughs> no, no, was look, invincible. Dude, go to MythBusters. You can't beat everybody. Here. It's literally one of those like one shot KO robots. <laughs> just yeah. like and they ran into each other. This one wins. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> so, Law Abiding Citizen, not a fun movie. Crazy story. Right. Very well made. Right. Interesting story in the way that it works. Where do we think we go next? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that Ryan doesn't want to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. I don't think I'm the only one of this circle of three that doesn't want to do those movies. Am I right? Right. You're the only one? Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I would do any of those movies. We if I was, you would. If I had like a couple more drinks in here, I might agree to like the original like Ninja Turtle crappy movies I saw when I was a kid. Like, how dare you? You know damn well. Any movie that, that seriously stars Vanilla Ice is not a good movie. <laughs> that, was the, that was the second one. I said crappy movies from the 90s. That, that means that the first one is still innocent. possible. <laughs> and also terrible. And when you rewatch, it's not like the... It's like... It's not even CGI. It's like puppeteering and weird suits that don't fit at all. <laughs> That's it's one of those franchises that like I started watching when I was like seven, yeah, eight years old. They even miscast like the going to Universal Studios and seeing them in person, like in the same type of costumes and everything. So like it was one of those things that I could reach out and see and touch. Yeah, 
I mean, and I was a kid. Don't get me wrong. I was all about the Ninja Turtles, man. I played the video games. I had the action figures. I was obsessed with the TV show and watching the movies. I watched all of them, but yeah. like at the end of the day, I don't. I can't bring myself to. The only I mean, one you can watch I, as a nostalgic. Let's go the, back and look. The at only the one that I now. cannot handle a rewatch. Tackle. The, <laughs> the only one I can't even handle a rewatch of is number three because it's just. I don't remember there was one. It's I know it was a three, but I don't remember anything about it. I'm pretty sure it came out around. I do. The same is that time the one where they actually forever? put in the two idiots? The. Like, it's called Turtles Bebop. in Time. Bebop. No. no, that was the second one, wasn't it? Bebop and Rocksteady. No. The well, the one. second one of the newest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, no, the original trilogy it's had a It's really not Bebop one. and Rocksteady. It's literally just a fox and a snapping turtle. Really? Yeah. I, I don't care anymore. I have I watched really that movie even that. more times than I've watched Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> That was like, that was like movie we, choice number one. I feel like we car. just found the part you might want to edit out of this podcast. <laughs> no, I don't want to edit any of it. <laughs> I mixed up well, Ninja and Mutant and Ninja. I, for one, am on, on board with Ninja Assassin. If you wanted to do another one off, but it depends on what direction you want to go. Do you want to start getting into comic book movies? Uh, see, this is uh, episode six. Because we, we've been kind of like testing and practicing and preparing ourselves but ryan we kind of were staying away from getting deep into like those kind of things because we you know ryan a new kid and wasn't always to be able to commit <laughs> well we have our favorite franchises and like my theaters are reopening they are reopening <sighs> to to date this podcast whether the theaters whether are reopening that's like jinxing it because they made you be like we're open just kidding we're close like <laughs> we open her week the gym opened this weekend right so today New Mutant should be out, correct? Yeah, literally today. So if we get tickets for Tenet and they're still honored and we show up, then that's a whole week that we survive with movies being working, like functional. <laughs> it would be amazing. But but you never know. If, I mean, because to date this, Tenet's coming out, we may go see it. And we're planning on going to see it. We're planning yes. on seeing it. 2020, and every seven minutes you make a plan, it's a new plan seven minutes later. <laughs> so, so, I mean, we may, we, <laughs> we may do some kind of mini episode on it, like a first impression episode. But, like, yeah. what's our next full episode going to be branching off of Law Abiding Citizen? Like, do we want to go with, like, the Gerard Butler route where we okay. watch another one-off? Or do we... Want to try and figure out how we could get to a franchise? Look, if we're watching a one-off with Gerard Butler, it better be three hundred. Yeah, you don't want to watch Yes, I love you. That movie came out. Not with you two, or the Phantom of the Opera. Not with you two, or the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) Not with you. Or the Ugly Truth. Why do I know so many Gerard Butler movies? I don't know. I know them all. I watched all of them. Paul's like, check. I mean, check. They're good. Check. They're all Gerard. Timeline. Dude, Come I back to the- wouldn't be embarrassed to admit even the chick flicks are good. Damn that guy. Oh, <laughs> damn, damn it, Gerard. Or any of the Olympus has fallen. Any the Olympus. could be a franchise of Gerard. But I don't want to yeah. get down that franchise. I don't know yeah. which ones. I haven't seen any of them. If I were, if I were to know re-watch, if they're rewatchable, one of them is fun. The second one in that series, I don't London know. Has I fallen. Seen. <laughs> London has fallen. I've seen is the it, no. I've seen Olympus. I've seen the, the opening one, like the scene one. of like the London, second, London. Is the second one. I haven't seen it. And there's another one. There's a third. Maybe I haven't seen it. So <laughs> my pants have fallen. I can't remember. <laughs> my pants have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> the things that I had written down were like timeline with Gerard Butler, uh, Ninja, anything Ninja, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Assassin's a one-off, hundred percent. There's no sequel to that movie. It's just it's just purely watching 
a ninja take out a bunch of ninjas. And it's yeah. great. When you say that, I mean, I could be down to watch the raid. We could do raid. You mentioned that <laughs> Talking a about a ninja. You're like, we could go into some Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> Talking about There's ninjas like and fighting. that I want to watch. The raid is besides Rush Hour and Shanghai. The oh yes, yeah, uh, Olympus London and Angel is fallen. I don't really. Well, that's where they like frame him for the actual like yeah. killing of the president or something like that. I didn't watch it, but I'd be okay Oops. with either because we're on episode six. We've done one franchise, one long one. <laughs> one yeah, six movie. We could go to some kind of trilogy. Hmm. Batman. Choices. If we go to Batman, I would be so happy. <laughs> Can we start with Batman Forever and then just no, go back? No, we can't. Oh, oh, no. You said trilogy. We're not. Trilogy doesn't start with Batman Forever. No. <laughs> My Batman trilogy. Ends that was with the Batman death Forever. of a quadrilogy. Is what Batman, it is. Batman Returns, Batman Forever, skip over to Batman. It, he's technically like not entirely wrong. That should have been the trilogy. It should have stopped. It should have been movie. done there. And I would have had a different memory of it. I would have been like, all right. But Batman and Robin happened and just was. It's, oh. And the problem with I have, and you're going to disagree with this, is Batman Forever is, is more Batman and Robin than it is Batman Returns. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I actually oh, agree totally. with that. <laughs> that's my problem with it, though. It was supposed to be a third I movie you were about in that to say same something story. That made me think about Batman and Forever not no, being but, it, but the problem is Batman and Robin does more to drag it into Trash Town than Batman yeah. Returns brings it back to Burden Town. Does that make any sense? Okay, so for next year's, we're starting with Batman Forever, which yeah, is right. Wit's favorite movie. <laughs> And then we're going straight to Batman Returns. <laughs> like, Sound we're gonna, good? No. Like, we're going to watch Batman Forever. Well, we got to start Returns, with the, the original Batman, Batman if we're going to start with Batman movies. Look, no. I'm not going to Adam West, but I mean, you No, know. we don't have to. We well, can just start I think with we, Forever. I think we need to start with it be, only because they're going to bring him back, like Michael Keaton for Flash. Is Val Kilmer so also going to pop in there? No, like, but the weird thing is they, made, they mentioned George Clooney's character, which I hope is a, is a big mistake. I would take Val Kilmer, but Val Kilmer doesn't look the same as he did. George Clooney looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George Clooney has an age. Which is why they're movie. mentioning him. They're like, right. We'll I mean, I lo- <laughs> and again, I love Val Kilmer. Like, like I will watch Willow 55 times. I would I would actually throw that into the mix right now. <laughs> but, Top Gun, The Saint. But literally, dude. Like, he was, Gruber. He's just... I mean, if, what was that movie with... Uh, speaking of Denzel Washington movies, this is the movie where I first was like, what? What's happening to Val? Like the movie um, where he does like the the time travel one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Deja Vu? Deja Vu. Yeah. <gasps> that is such a good movie. But do you remember Val Kilmer in that movie? No. He hadn't done shit in a couple years and he, he gained a ton of weight. He popped into there and he was all like chubby and he was like the, yeah. wearing glasses. He's like, you can't do that, Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, totally he's, forgot he, he's about like that movie. basically playing the. Uh, Newman character from Jurassic Park, like he's just. I remember seeing that movie and going like, like man, Mardigan. Is that no? <laughs> yes. Holy I had the Moses. same thought. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I know that's Denzel Washington. Is that and again? Falcon? And again, if Val ever listens to this, I'm sorry, Val. I love you. You're a great actor. I worship your whole catalog. Except, I don't think you could pull off Batman anymore. <laughs> <laughs> could he pull off being Bruce Wayne? Ah. I mean, Christian Bale already established about- in his Batman universe that his knees are entirely gone, and he's just sitting around a mansion. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, but he's still a cut. That's the. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he well, did that. His knees are totally gone, but he has these braces that yeah. are very minimal. Has he been using that to work out though, like yeah. and stay in stage? He's like just. Let's like, put it this way: puts they, on the braces. The Batman, he's like, I can break a brick wall. <laughs> if the Batman Beyond, like animated series, Bruce was like gained a ton of weight, <laughs> he like maybe, suddenly like maybe he'd be like you know like, that in. one did, so this one's okay in real life. <laughs> he like wheels in like a character from Wally, just like. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. we're not ready to like do that, Batman yet. So I don't. I don't know. Do you think? We're Here's the question: Wit, are you ready to I'm do Batman? Always ready for Batman. Are you? <laughs> well, Batman's your thing, and I'm okay with it. But we, I think we should start at the beginning with with Keaton, and then move our way through. We don't have to do Batman Returns. We could skip right over Batman Returns, and go right into into Batman Forever as our second one. That is true. I think it's worth an episode for and again to start if, and do Batman. If we're going on the rewatchability factor, like I don't, I'm think a huge rewatchable enough to watch to spend an episode on. I love Batman enough to where like I would watch the '90s animated series if it's on TV. Mm-hmm. I'd even watch the '60s yeah. movie television yeah, series yeah. just to watch it. Yeah, but if Tim Burton's Batman comes on, I am glued. I don't want to go in there. Batman Returns that comes movie on. It was mind blowing, and then it kind of does go south in the second one. Where Batman you're like, Returns comes on. What and the I'm hell like, is Christopher Walken even doing in this movie except for being creepy as shit? Yeah, I, <laughs> he's I not love, really a villain. He just pushes Catwoman out a window. That's about it. I still love Keaton as Batman in that movie. I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yeah, I'm okay with Danny DeVito and the Penguin just because you can, especially knowing who Tim Burton is and what level he was going towards yeah yeah like you understand it and they build the character enough to where you're like this is just a creepy mutant type guy that's yeah now the penguin like it's okay yeah I but don't, i don't i don't see that batman returns is on tv and i'm like i want to turn it on well the problem with the forever penguin though penguin, yeah. i'm always gonna turn well, batman, it <laughs> batman returns penguin i don't remember being intimidated as from as a as a villain, I remember being like creeped out and like I felt bad for him. I remember being disgusted. I had pity for his character and I was disgusted by him because he was like black goo coming out of his face all the time. And then when he died, you're like, is he dead? Because if it, did that earlier with the if black it had just, <laughs> if, if it had he just been Catwoman and there was no penguin in it, yeah, it still would have been a really good movie. So is it settled? Yeah. <laughs> to start with Batman Forever? No, no, <laughs> no. No, All right, no. So I think we, we do Batman. No, I'm, just start I'm saying is it settled where we're going to either 300 Ninja Assassin or Batman? We're doing Batman. I think it's settled. We're doing Batman. Let's start with Batman. Michael Keaton's Batman. I'm I'm totally okay with it. Right. <laughs> I, I really think we need to revisit it because I want it to be fresh, recent. So when the Flash comes out, I mean, we did year, just have, but like, at least we have the Batman because there's going to be new information too. dropping about it oh. and trailers coming out and. I'd like to, I'd like to start with it, and get Batman out of the way before DC starts dropping some stuff too. So let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's Is do that going to be your best word? Do it. <laughs> let's do it. It was your do best it. word for one episode. Hey, Shia LaBeouf. Like one episode is like, let's just do it. Let's do it. Come let's on. Let's do it. Let's just do it. That is his catchphrase. You're right. He said <laughs> he said it more times than I've said out the f bombs in I, one episode. So I mean, you've only said it three times, but. Fuck what? If must <laughs> <laughs> say, pretty sure he got to about five. <laughs> no, instead of just debating it, well, you just pick that. something. Yep. Let's go with it. Let's see what it. I see am where it takes. So okay with Batman. Yeah, let's do it. 
Let's All get right. into it, man. Batman right. it is. Batman it is. Batman. So we agree. We'll watch Batman, then we'll skip over Returns. We'll so we'll watch talk Batman, about... then we'll watch Batman Forever, then we'll watch Neighbors, where they make fun of Michael Keaton, and then we'll go <laughs> right into Batman Begins. I do want to do a... <laughs> no, then we'll watch do a... New Girl, do you not want to watch, watch the episode <laughs> about Michael Keaton. Are we even going to even, like, waste time on Batman? <laughs> no. No. We are not... Well... We can watch it in the Mission our Impossible own time. episode or uh, Mission Impossible Two. Mission Impossible Two, <laughs> exactly. It's yes. not going to be like Rogue Nation where we're like we skip it and we come back and we're like, so, um, guys, how good was Batman and Robin? Somebody pointed out, by the way, something that made me really sad was Ben Affleck. If he when he stars in the Flash movie, will be the most uh, he'll have the most movies under his belt as Batman. Really? Oh yeah, so which is weird. Squad. Because I feel like he hasn't had a solo movie. He hasn't. He hasn't. Right? He has not. He's barely... He was He was like a cameo in Suicide Squad, so does that count? No. And then he's in Batman vs. Superman, but we don't know who the hell he is. He's just a douchebag who beats the hell out of people and shoots people in a dream sequence. Well, you saved Harley Quinn. Great. Good job. So Why? So we get that Birds of Prey. <laughs> Why? Because she's insane? Just so we get that Birds of Prey. Right. He jumps on a purple limo in Suicide Squad. I mean, we could jump into... Er, like, if we go far enough down the Batman train, we could easily get into, like, Birds of Prey, Justice League, but... Look. I think we need to... Well, we need to, I think we need we to get Batman out of, out of the way, and let's then just, get to DCEU. Let's just set well, our I think we say point. Burton and or Nolan, yep. and that's the only ones. The things that are only Batman, he's not existing in a universe that has the other superheroes. Look, right. let's just set our start point. We're starting with Batman forever. Yeah. Starting with Keaton. No, I heard that. Forever. Nice try, though. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> starting Stop with, it. He said Keaton, not Kilmer. Man. Stop it. <laughs> starting with Keaton. And then we'll see where the wind takes us. We'll see where the wind takes us. Yeah, I said like Keaton. It. Skip. Forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Keaton, Kilmer. That's my Bale, compromise. I'll done. give you that one. I just <laughs> feel weird starting with Kilmer. <laughs> You're like can't do it without the origin movie <laughs> well it's got it's got to have something to to connect to right because yeah. there was an established character there was a this was supposed to be a trilogy and this was supposed to be the same movie but schumacher's like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna change it i'm gonna fuck this whole thing up <laughs> right. are we okay with this lock it in i'm gonna star it exclamation yeah. point but I do want to put Ninja Assassin on the shelf. That is definitely an episode we should play into oh, when we're like sure. when we're in between and we're not like like we're waiting on something to come out or we've already established something. <laughs> or maybe like in between DC and then MCU. I may go watch Ninja Assassin tonight. Yeah, because you're it's not. fun. So you're not. <laughs> you want to bet? Michael play Ninja Gaiden. You want to send me a picture of his TV? He's like Ninja Assassin. Start from the beginning. I'm like, you were already watching it at some point. I, I, however, though, that dude who plays the Ninja Assassin is a pop star. That's like, like name a pop star in America becoming a like a martial arts like ninja in a movie. It's like it's, Justin Timberlake no, they, learning martial arts. <laughs> well, it's like Jack Efron. I guess we went from like singing to like being freaking. He, he went from being dub singing to trying to sing to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To making good movies. You're right. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, next episode will be Batman. The original Tim Burton 89 Right. Batman? You didn't say forever this time. I'm proud of you. Batman yeah. Forever. You can sneak it in there. Forever. If we wouldn't notice. <laughs> hashtag Batman Forever. Hashtag Forever. I don't forever. know if I've seen Whit more excited in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he's excited. Like, he's he's going to just 
like barely talk in this Batman episode because he's just I'm just gonna to lean. I'm just gonna lean back and listen. He's gonna wait for Batman forever, and then it's gonna be a solo episode. Wait, <laughs> just take it away. I'm be you and I I'm like, I'm trying like, to talk. To just dominate the whole episode. <laughs> Paul and I are just gonna go Wendy's and get some. Who's gonna go to that? I'll be like, like welcome, so guys, who's your favorite character? Who cares? I'll be like, welcome to one bourbon, one movie, one beer, one host, one Batman. This is the one wit episode where I <laughs> talk about Batman forever this has been for wet. And, and two just hours. Wit. And only wit. <laughs> I'd be like, I scared my friends away with my love for this movie. So. <laughs> and then I rewatched it and realized I made a mistake. No. I literally watched Batman Forever like a week ago. You're and like, I was just like, <laughs> like I still Christopher love Lee, it. <laughs> Christopher Lee was playing uh, Saruman and he was saying that he plays. My only. He, wa- he reads Lord of the Rings every year as every single year. <laughs> yeah. And he was helping Peter Jackson with like, no, 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 we got to fix that. <laughs> like, <laughs> my only con of Batman Forever is is Christopher doing his di- his uh, laundry with his karate chop moves. Jesus <laughs> it's like honestly, if you didn't put Christopher O'Donnell just like hanging his Well, literally, we already talked about the toes. names, man. We already talked no. about the names of those movies. That one should have been Batman and Robin because Robin is introduced and is in it. The yeah. second one has Batgirl and like all these other characters. It's like, why the fuck is this one Batman? It should be the end. <laughs> Batman Forever, like, trails off into yeah. shit. You can, but you, you can, can take him out of it. When we get to Batman Forever, my con will be the laundry scene. <laughs> yeah, I 100% would have been on board with just Val Kilmer helming it as Batman by himself, not having Robin. I would yeah. have been okay him taking down the Riddler and <laughs> So Paul's con is just Christopher O'Donnell. It's Chris O'Donnell, 100%. It's the whole guy. <laughs> All right. I'm going <laughs> to bring this back. <laughs> So yeah. that we can wrap it up. So we can yeah. wrap it up. We already, I, already, I already tried to wrap it up, but then we're I got getting too into a Batman Forever episode when we're trying <laughs> yeah. to finish this one out. I'm trying to get rid of it. Anyways, so, <laughs> this has been we have watched Law Abiding Citizen. Yeah. Check it out. It's a dark movie that is. It's just a good movie. Not fun. Not right fun, <laughs> but it's but it's a good movie. It can be tough to handle. Yeah. But this has been one bourbon, one movie, one beer. I've been wit. I've been Paul. And I've been Ryan. Still is, always will be, forever. Ryan. Bye. Bye. Bye.